0: and girls and welcome to episode 144 of the f reality podcast crank the volume to 11 and let's blast all this week's news from the vr industry straight into your ear holes because this week we're going to be firing up the hyperdrives and discussing star wars squadrons facebook shows off their hyper realistic codec avatars we give our best picks from the upload vr summer showcase and then finally zim has got some new releases for you to look forward to next week but for now let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been the highlight of the week this week. And also feel free to uh, add your own suggestions in the chat. We can read out some of your highlights mm-hmm. too. Um, but let me introduce you to the team. First up, this guy loves nu- <laughs>
1: <What's> nuts. <First. laughs> Who likes nuts? Who likes nuts? Oh God,
0: here we go. <laughs> First up, this guy loves all creatures, great and small, from bug snacks to goblins, our VR Adventurer. It's of course, Nathy. How you doing?
2: What about bug snacks?
0: That's why I said, I said, from Bugsnax to Goblins.
2: Yeah. I mean, Bugsnax is like the the next big title. For you, America's, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Don't judge. I mean, I'm very excited. That's wow. the reason why I will be buying a PlayStation 5. Also for the VR, but mainly for Bugsnax. Mm. Because, I mean, you know, graphics, visuals, gameplay, audio, story, everything is top-notch, man.
0: Is it because it combines your two loves in life, Bugs and Snacks?
2: Well, that yeah. Well, so so I've already been thinking about creating a monster um, out of a frikandel, a Dutch frikandel, <laughs> <laughs> and combining that with other Dutch snacks that we really like, like bitter balls. Bitter balls.
1: And uh, <laughs> what the fuck is a bitter ball? i get a real, a real <laughs> nice image of
2: what they're it, really going to look like. Bitter, now bitter,
3: bitter balls are really good. No, yeah, what is they're it? Amazing. You
1: gotta, you gotta tell me. What is this? It's, it's like,
3: like. um yeah, go ahead, Nathan. No,
1: no, no. You can, Are they uh, the same as oily balls?
3: Uh, no, 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 no. no. no, no. <laughs>
1: it is summer. Mean, it is summer. I like, mean, smart balls. Fair enough. <laughs>
3: oh god. Anyway, <laughs> it's like it's like a meaty fried snack, but like um, the meat is like how you said it, like like mi- like really minced. Okay, uh, um, minced together with like a sauce in there. So it's just yeah. meatballs. That's really nice. But uh, it, it, it,
2: it will not have VR support, so don't get your heads up for that. But I think still for a pancake title, uh, it's going to be good. Um, oh, so
3: it wasn't sarcasm. Okay.
2: No, no, no. Like, I'm actually <laughs> excited for it. <laughs> They've yeah. got to tell sometimes. Mike can confirm. <laughs> when we watched the true, PlayStation VR uh, reveal, or not VR yeah. reveal, actually, uh, I thought it was going to be a VR reveal. Um, yeah, I was like, that was my highlight. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, besides that, I'm doing fine. Um, it's very hot here in the Holland land. Uh, I'm not sure about you guys, but um, I'm not feeling like I want to play any VR at the moment. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've been working very hard on my... On my cat uh, walk video, um, because their Kickstarter goes live on what is it Sunday? Um, yes. Tomorrow, and then yep. uh, on Monday I will share a video about what I thought of of, of this treadmill. Um, so then next year I will be you know talking more about my experience. So that's going to be uh, fun.
0: Yeah, look forward to hearing all about that because you went to China to check that out, right? Yes, yes. I'm one yeah. of the survivors of the pandemic. You were the one that brought it to the Netherlands, so um, yeah. you know everyone can point the finger at you. Oh,
2: <laughs> well, I thought I thought of, like
0: Europe in general. Yeah, well, that too. We can say that. That's fine. You're like the outbreak monkey. Um, cool. Yeah, definitely looking forward to talking about catwalk uh, on next week's show. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, but next up, this guy sold his soul to the Empire, and he will be the latest recruit to the Imperial Titan Squadron. It's our very own space cadet, it's of course, Rowdy VR.
3: How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Like, like Nathie, uh, it's pretty hot here as well in Canada. I mean, we've hit, uh, I think, 30, 34 today, which is, uh, I thought I was moved to Canada. It was going to be a bit colder, a bit more my kind of temperature, but uh, it's, been, it's been boiling hot here uh, for the past couple of, well, almost the entire week already. Uh, the, the the difference is, though, that like it can be one day, it can be 30 degrees, and the next day, it can be like, 10 degrees again. So it's like a huge difference in temperature all of a sudden. But um, the good thing is that uh, in Northern America, pretty much everywhere they have air conditioning. Like yeah. literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the temperature is actually quite all right as long as you don't go outside. Uh, but I, I rarely do that anyway. <laughs> uh, but no, I've, I've been great. Um, the highlight of my week is uh, caused by a buddy of mine, a Lonely Viper, um, who has finally managed to convince me to install side quest on Michael's quest, and that was because he's he's been getting back into the YouTube game a little bit. And he made a great video; you should all check it out on his channel. Uh, playing Contractors VR on the quest now as well, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so using side quest, and um, it's just a ton of fun. Uh, I haven't installed any games on it yet, um, so I I still need to do that. But I have installed uh, the side quest. I've done like the procedure in order yeah. to uh, to be installing stuff on there. So. We
0: got
1: him.
3: <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely and like yeah. I, i'd highly recommend obviously pavlov you know you should side side load that yeah. but also check out hyper dash um that's probably one of my uh new favorite um online shooters that is a uh, side loader only right now but it will be coming to the official store in the near future
3: i've been told uh, I, I was just surprised to see like because i i watched this video of course and i was surprised to see how well uh contractors already worked on mm. the side quest it's 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 brilliant uh, and it's i believe even that they're uh, trying to do something crossplay as well, mm-hmm. so that would be that would be really neat. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: very very good suggestion. Yeah, I think side quest. You know, like if you own a quest, you know, if you've been on the fence about doing it, you really should. There's so much so much content over there, like experimental and interesting stuff that you're kind of missing out on, uh, yeah. particularly with hand tracking as well. So uh, yeah, go check it out. There's plenty of guides online as well.
1: And Rowdy, um, when you get reunited with uh, your loved one, I mean uh, Force Tube, um, then you can actually play that. With support on Quest with contractors, which is awesome. That's really good yeah, pairing. Yeah. That would true. have been an interesting that's conversation
0: true. at Customs. What is this? Oh, it's a vibrating gunstock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but,
3: but please return to your own country. <laughs> yeah, but it, but also some good news for Rowdy this week because you were finally joined by your wife, right? Yes, indeed. She uh, she arrived on Monday, and uh, you know she's in quarantine now, of course. So uh, mm-hmm. that's still the the last hurdle we kind of need to get over. Uh, but yeah, she made it over.
1: She made it across. Good to hear. So, it. so that's that's quarantine aside from you, like a hotel somewhere or something. Like, what is what is that? How does? Canada no, that's do
3: that? more like quarantine in a separate room. Oh, okay. So that's that, that's bad. what they want. She's not allowed to go outside, and she needs to kind of like separate herself from me. Oh, yeah. so are awesome. you
2: wearing uh one of those yellow hazard suits too when you bring food and stuff? Or uh... yeah, of course, of course. That's okay. that's typically what I do, and
3: that's definitely something that I brought to Canada. Yeah. Uh, yellow hazardous suit uh, next to my graphics card my power supply <laughs> and my cpu cooler that was the next thing i put into my the essentials
0: the trifecta the golden trifecta <laughs> in, of in, essential in, equipment in, 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 in yeah. front
2: of like rowdy's airbnb there's like this plastic tent with people standing in front of it with this tunnel like you, can, you like, know spray
3: it down <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Before you yeah. enter. yeah
2: <laughs> awesome well good to hear that you're safe
0: and well dude um next up this guy loves to get his butt kicked not by his enemies but by his chair is VR Streamer. It's Zimto 5.
1: No more. No more. No, no, no. I, actually, I used to like getting my butt kicked by my chair. Um, but then I saw these horrible hazardous videos of people who died in their piston chair. Um, <laughs> because if you what get a cheap hell? compression cylinder it will (laughs) essentially explode up through your anus uh, and kill you.
3: (laughs) So that would be one hell of a live stream. That that would be one hell of a live stream. I'm
1: 100% serious. You can see the photos of the chairs and the blood all over the place. Like it's super graphic. Don't necessarily go Google that now. But yes, that's a thing. So I decided after a couple of years of uh, a a vibration arm called uh, and an amp combination (laughs) that was a tactile transducer attached to my chair. I said, okay, this is a pretty good chair it's probably not gonna explode because it's all the cheap chairs that have done it. Um, And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna stop rolling the dice. As much as I love tactile, (laughs) I'm gonna just put that downstairs and instead make my couch a big rumble fest. So that's what I did For for
2: years now, you're like talking about this and it's like, oh, this is cool, this is nice. But now this is the first time you're actually talking about that it's dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, if it has happened to anyone,
3: please blame Jim, not the podcast. So Jim.
1: Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. thing is, you'll 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 see gym a dog. lot of uh, you'll see, stop it with the Jim talk. Um, you'll see you'll see a lot of um, simmers, for instance, have like a bucket seat, like the car, like a like a, a seat from a car or one of those like gamer seats, yeah. like what Mike and Nathie are sitting in, and and those are relatively all right. Now, does yours have a piston in it, or is it no piston?
0: uh to raise it and lower it yeah, yeah i think it's a piston yeah
1: yeah so you could so you yeah again it wouldn't be smart your to attach your ass would explode yeah it no, would, would not be good
0: i know you're saying not to look this up but i feel like i have to to just find yeah, out what yeah, it's all kinda, about yeah i, I, I think I you're going to have to see now. that
1: image and then you'll probably well, like so so, never, so what do i type do into again. google then ass explosion piston chair <laughs> i don't remember it's been a few years frankly since i typed that in and found the results but there were a few uh deaths i remember one was Malaysia, uh, Singapore... This is, this is insane. In How China, am I think. learning
0: about this now? So,
1: yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a dodgy... It's a bit of a dodgy thing, but um, well, I think you were... So you, I'm, take, this wasn't your highlight of the week, though, right? Like... Is, <laughs> no, not my highlight, so I'm, for sure. Just so we clear. I did go dusting off my butt kicker because I was using it... We use it for uh, home cinema, so okay. you can, like, watch Jurassic Park and stuff. And mm-hmm. I finally understand why that VR app is called Blue. I didn't know this whole time. I had no idea why... The VR yeah. app was called Blue, and that's because there's a special smart raptor named Blue. Uh, ah. I think I skipped the, one of the Jurassic parks and never got that. My highlight was I went back, and I just um, I got really nostalgic, and I also wanted to see. I was like, you know, what's good? I always like going back and doing stuff that other people don't do, and uh, I was like, what's good on the go? So I went and dove into. I played like in one battery charge of a go. I did uh, 12 racing games. Nathan got a little bit of that. Uh, some of them were all right. And then and then I did some room escapes. And the room escapes were particularly fun. Uh, the controls are pretty rough on, on the 3DOF controller. But to be honest, there was one app called Escape VR, which offered like a, a, a kind of a standard single room room escape. And then one which was like you're escaping a, a sinking ship because you're a spy who was found out and they're going to sink you. And actually both of those gave me like the same... Uh, mental feeling of real life room escapes. So if you're looking for one, Escape Exclamation Mark VR on Quest is pretty cheap and it, there's one like one map you get I think for free and one map you pay $2 for and you get a 45 minute room escape bolted mm. onto that. So they didn't develop it beyond that point, but both of them are uh, really good, really well thought out and uh you know, I I managed on the 45 minute one to get out with 1 minute left. So <laughs> That was a nail-biter.
3: People in the chat are saying, Revivalizer is, is saying that he, he loves how Zim measures time spent in a
1: game with battery percentages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I did that. Well, the thing is, if you're going to try and do a ghost stream, um battery, like it overheated after 50 minutes doing oh, the yeah. racing thing. And then you had to get a cold pack and cool it down and then use what battery was left. But literally, I was doing, with 12 games, you get 8% it's battery, a- and that goes fast. It's like... Five minutes, you get off of it. So. It's insane.
2: Even even it, you know, it heats up when
1: you play some Monopoly with your red. It's like, uh, it, but yeah, it's still it really, fun. It's
2: a great. It's it's. I a great love the head. headset.
1: I really, and that's why I want to. Like I wanted to go back, and I had some really good times. Nothing that I would say is like super awesome, but um, the two that I liked, uh, the on the racing one, I would say I used finally the the recommendation that Mike gave some years ago was buy an Xbox controller. Mm. Uh, for pairing with the Go and there are a few titles that actually require it um, which is kind of tricky because that's super ultra niche and the one that I played if anyone wants to go on a motorbike some a motorcycle <laughs> racing um, on the Go there's there's a game that's pretty decent called SBK VR, and it's the first time that I've done motorcycle racing ever in VR I don't know if there's a, a desktop PC app but chat let me know if there is because I'm like I I grew up with my dad watching loads of motorcycle races and I loved that feeling. It was really, really good. So that's the first, uh, after a 1,000 plus titles, like it's the first motorcycle game i played. And uh, SBKVR if you're interested, but you need a controller. You can't even open the app without it. Nice. Nice to see you showing some love to
0: the go because um, I think, you know, I don't think I've used it since uh, the quest arrived. So it's nice to give it some love because I'm sure people out there are still using one. So uh, it's good to see that you're still covering it.
1: There's some good, uh, and and for Beep for Go owners who were like, ah, was there anything good on the Go? There's actually a growing um, or a grown list of Go titles that you can actually get and purchase for the quest. Some of which offer six DOF, which which only had three DOF in their Go equivalent. So check that out.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, So if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis, host of the show. Uh, Before I get into what I played this week, let's see what the chat have been up to, because they've always got some really funny and interesting suggestions.
2: Yes, so we have um, Conrad Lawrence, who played Minecraft VR, and Hard Vacuum. And I think there was news, right, about Minecraft coming to... PlayStation, rumor. PlayStation VR.
1: It was rumor. rumor yeah, was it, rumor? It, it was. It was just another one of these like rumor mill things where everyone got super hyped about it, and then there wasn't any. Yeah, because like they were expecting it in, in advance of the PlayStation show.
2: Yeah, because I was wondering why now suddenly to PlayStation VR and PC has still not seen any official version of it. Um, they well, there is like an it. official version, but not not with motion controllers. Um, so Vivecraft is still uh, well, you know
1: most yeah, solid I, one but I, I have to think that like I mean I'm sure at some stage you're going to pump out of Minecraft too but like Minecraft Dungeons just dropped which is like a Diablo oh, clone yeah. but in the Minecraft universe and a lot of people have been mm. having fun with that I didn't you kind of came I tried that one the radar.
3: I wasn't I wasn't too pleased with that one yeah. It's a bit perpetuous
1: well, perpetuous perpetu- wanna... perpetu- <laughs> per- per- <laughs> oh, I see what you did there Rep- repetitious if you've been with us long enough that you know that oh, wow. inside joke That's then old. you're a golden oldie
2: <laughs> uh, that's, that's that's in the, the the popstick era of this podcast yes, um, yep. yes. so uh, we have some more people uh, who played some stuff uh, we mm-hmm. have Adora Vi, who tried out VR chat and mostly survived I don't know what that means but uh, yeah you could get chased by a bunch of uh, I don't know minions or something or Ewoks uh, in in whatever world um, then we have Johnny Wells who played pure Pavlov. Um re uh, Vivalizer started uh, playing Bioshock Remastered in varp mm. and we have Factory Life, who dove into Standout, Compound, and the Iron Man demo. Ooh. Oh, the Iron Man demo is really fun. Yeah, so definitely. Oh.
1: I, I still yeah, need to please. play Compound. That's that's one that it just looks mm. like my kind of game. It just, yeah,
0: I haven't played that yet either. Um, is
1: its is it roguelite, or is it just an FPS?
0: I really don't know. I really don't know. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, you haven't played it. Really. I thought you no. did. I could have sworn no. I saw a video from you. Okay. No. But talking about PSVR games, um, that's kind of my highlight <laughs> of the week this week, and that is um, the X Wing uh, mission on the PSVR, the Star Wars X Wing mission. Um, a lot of you guys probably tried this a long time ago because it came out like almost four years ago now, shortly after the PSVR actually launched, um, and this was a, a PSVR exclusive experience came bundled with uh, the original Battlefront game, like Star Wars Battlefront. Yep. Um, and with all the hype around squadrons, which we're going to be getting into later on on the show, I'm very excited about it. I thought it'd be really cool to uh, revisit this sort of free experience. And surprisingly, it still holds up really well to this day. Mm. Um, the experience is kind of linked uh, loosely to the uh, Rogue One movie, like Star Wars Rogue One, yep. uh, which was coming out around the sort of time that this released. Um, and basically, you get to jump in the seat of an X-Wing and join a small squadron of X-wings uh, on a mission to escort uh, a Y-wing containing Jin Ursu and K-2SO from from the movie. Mm. Um, unsurprisingly, of course, you run into like Imperial um, fighters, and you have to take it down. It would have been pretty boring otherwise. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Just escort <laughs> them. Oh, we made it. Yeah. Mission. Good, 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 job, boys. You know, like we're gonna get go down to the pub now and have a <laughs> couple of drinks. Uh, but yeah, you you bump into the uh, the Empire, and you uh, take down a bunch of Tie fighters and a uh, Star Destroyer, which is pretty badass. Um, mm. But the most impressive thing about this experience is like the um, the voice acting is like really top notch because uh, you're in like a little squadron of fighters and they're all communicating with each other the, throughout the whole experience, which is about 20 minutes long. And they kind of fill in the gaps of the story and kind of mm. keep you up to speed of what's going on. Um, but also the visuals uh, still hold up really well on the PSVR. And I know a lot of people say, you know, PSVR is dead. And, you know, to a certain degree, we have sort of said that, you know, the PSVR, you know, is getting a bit old in the tooth now, which it is. But uh this game looks super nice in the headset the the videos don't really do it that much justice um the whole experience like i said 20 minutes long free with the original battlefront game which i think i picked up for like four quid from cex here in the uk so super cheap you can if you can pick it up second hand and you've got a psvr and you're excited about squadrons then you know you really owe it to yourself to go and check this one out i think
1: so was that cex online that you got it or uh did you buy this a long time ago
0: yeah, I bought this about two years ago um, and I really loved it back then. Um, and I just thought I'd dust off the PSVR and, and give it another shot. Because I was talking about squadrons anyway and I was like trying to show people what I thought squadrons would probably be like in VR. Um, but we'll get more into that, we'll get more into later, that later on. Later. But the, yeah. the
1: thing you reminded me of actually and seeing your tweet was this ancient and terrible looking, but decent playing and enough to whet your appetite game, uh, which was Battle of Endor, Star Wars Battle of Endor. Yes. Uh, which, which was like, the 30th VR app that I played on my DK two, And it was like, it was enough where you, all you were doing was there was a couple of Star Destroyers and you were going around them and blasting mm. some stuff, but it was enough to be like, you remember like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter? Like, like it just gave you that like sensation. So um, wow. yeah, yeah anyway, I know we're going to talk up, later, up. so I'm going to zip yeah. it, but.
0: but. If you're interested, there is a couple of free um, like X-Wing VR experiences and battle of endor is one of them there yeah. is another one i can't remember what it's called it's project something um maybe someone in the chat can sort of there, help me there, out were, there like
2: talking about Star Wars, it was also a pot racing vr demo where you oh, could wow. race against other people i didn't know that uh, yeah I didn't know but that. it's it's very old it was also like an oculus share i guess but yeah. I, yeah. I think i still have a video of that and it's funny that when you crashed because crashing was super easy um then you went upside down and then oh my uh, Yoda, God. Yoda popped up and said, like, uh, uh careful young Palawan, motion chick you will get. <laughs> like, uh, too late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh no, that was great. It really felt like the speed, and I think that's what Star Wars is, right? Like I feel like Star Wars breeds multiplayer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well we're definitely gonna be pod, getting it. Podracer uh,
1: was really good. I, I gotta just say one thing to people who want pod racer vibes, because if you want a pod racer vibe, there's one class in Redout that gives you basically uh. a pod racer. And Mm. that game, Music, it's one of my favorite soundtracks, aside from the Doom OST, which is incredible, the first one. Uh, And Speed, it's faster than any other racing game that I know. So if you want something blinding fast for not very much money, it usually goes for about eight pounds or ten dollars, right out. Do it. Oh
0: yeah, and thanks to Paradise Decay, it was Project Stardust, is the trench run experience uh, developed by a student, apparently, which is playable in virtual reality as well. So you can check that out for free if you want to. Mm. Right. So that is what we played this week and our little highlights of the week. Let's get into some news. Uh, The first bit of news this week is about virtual desktop, the super, super useful application on PC and Quest that allows you to remotely access your PC's desktop in virtual reality. I know Zim uh, is a big fan of this. uh, Having previously, what was it you used? You were in a hotel room remotely accessing your PC across the world
1: yeah yeah but yeah've I've done it from London and I did it from uh, San Jose actually playing uh, no man's Sky with my wife in full six stuff and that's just like nuts now don't don't try to do three thousand miles doesn't doesn't handle it well uh, it's not what I would count as playable it works but uh, but from London, which is like hundred hundred miles away or something 300 miles away from where I am uh, worked perfectly I mean perfectly nice. like I was standing in my room.
0: Nice. I'm actually in the process right now of um, trying a a shadow PC with virtual desktop, which is a super interesting experiment. Um,
1: I I have I have I have people who have tried that uh, for various things, including racing or sim racing, and it worked. It actually functions. Yeah.
0: In my initial testing, I need to uh, get the latency a little bit lower, Um, but in in my initial testing, it works. So I'm I'm very impressed so far. What is a
3: what is a shadow PC?
0: Uh, Basically, a cloud computer. Um, So it's in a server farm somewhere. This one's actually in Paris. Uh, and then you can log in remotely to your cloud PC in Paris, run virtual mm. desktop on that, and then have it on your Quest, play Half-Life Alex without even a PC, which is pretty nice. uh, next yeah. level. That's- exactly.
1: Um, that's, a, that's awesome. I'm, that's good, Mike, because people need to know that that's, a, that's an option, especially mm. if you're one of those people who's like, I've got a Quest and I'm never going to be able to afford a full exactly. desktop. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I'm still working on that right now, doing some testing, but I will be doing a video at some point over the next few weeks, I'd imagine. Uh, mm. But the reason why I mentioned virtual desktop this week is that the developer Guy Godin recently added hand tracking support on Oculus Quest. So now you can navigate your PC's desktop in like full minority report style with hand gestures alone, which is really impressive. And you know, hats off to the guy. He He's always... Uh, Pushing, you know, the latest uh, tech in his update. So uh, hats off to him. And uh, I even saw a clip of someone using this hand tracking feature uh, whilst wirelessly streaming Half-Life Alex to their Quest. And although the hand tracking doesn't correlate one to one to the finger, the fingers in game. Um, basically, when you do like a, a clenching gesture with your own hands, the hands in game just open and close mm. rudimentary, you know, very in a rudimentary way. Um, so I don't imagine you can actually play the game properly using this method but either way i think it's cool tech and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it out myself um but yeah i just think it's really nice that more applications are uh you know adopting this new technology and i think uh social in particular like like vr chat big screen alt space and horizon when it launches uh mm. is where hand tracking will really shine but it's just cool that it's a, a feature now available in virtual desktop so you can you can feel like tom cruise mm. remotely accessing your pc <laughs> from anywhere in the world which is which is really neat i think jason
2: jason Bourne,
0: jason
3: Bourne, he does that as well does he yeah he does that too yeah. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> i i recently started watching the movie uh replicas i don't know mm. if, if anyone has, has seen or heard it don't watch it it's terrible i turn it off after about <laughs> five minutes uh but the first 10 minutes you see like um indeed like this minority style he has like this this hollow lens kind of device on but it's actually just like a face shield and he's like using everything like that it looks really cool um so yeah, that's that's what you what you want to see then. The, yeah, absolutely. So like the first ten minutes.
0: Yeah, so pretty <laughs> wow. neat. Um, that is virtual desktop now with hand tracking support on Quest, which is a free update, of course. And then if you want to pay, um, if you want to download the side loaded version, then you can then uh, stream Steam VR content and Oculus uh, Rift content as well to your Quest wirelessly, as long as you've got a five gigahertz Wi-Fi router, you should have a pretty good experience. Okay, so that is virtual desktop. Uh, Now let's get into the juicy stuff. Let's get straight into Star Wars Squadrons because I'm super, super excited about this and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, So basically, if you missed all the news and you don't know what the heck we're talking about, this week EA announced their new Star Wars game uh, called Squadrons, which will allow people to sit in the pilot seat of various starships from the Star Wars universe in an aerial combat game. Uh, This is going to be really, really cool. So the game will feature a full single player story campaign set after the events of Return of the Jedi Mm. And it will be seen from alternative perspectives. So you'll play as both the good guys in uh, the, the New Rebellion, uh, but also uh, the bad guys in the terms of uh, the Empire, you know, the Imperial fleet, uh, which is really interesting. So you'll, you'll, you'll get to see the battle work out from both perspectives, which is really interesting. It will also feature 5v5 multiplayer battles between New Republic and Imperial fleets, which will be VR cross-platform play between both PC and PlayStation players. So um, PSVR will be getting this, uh, VR Sport, and obviously PC will as well, and you'll be able to play cross-play with those players as well, which is pretty interesting. Now, it's not just like a, a straight-up 5v5 like deathmatch. Uh, you'll actually have to work together as a team to take down the enemy and uh, complete tactical objectives, and there's two sort of main modes to that, um, which were sort of detailed in the gameplay reveal this week if you want to go check it out. But you'll basically be be able to take control of, like, you know, real classic uh, ships from the series such as A-Wings, X-Wings, Y-Wings, U-Wings, TIE Fighters, TIE Interceptors, TIE Bombers and TIE Reaper Fighters, which is pretty cool. Um, And it's going to be like a proper multiplayer progression system, which is, you know, we've got plenty of multiplayers in VR. But not really. Many of them take advantage of like what we see on PC or console, where mm. you really have this deep progression system, where you unlock like uh, you know cosmetic stuff or like new weapons or new engines and new shields and hulls, which you're going to be able to do in this game. So I think it's really great that they're adding that feature in there, and apparently they're keeping it completely clear of micro microtransactions as well, which is uh, great to hear because that's yeah, s- something so that's plagued surprised. EA for years. I
1: was so surprised. I mean, it's it's yeah, plagued EA's uh, strategy for years. I would hmm. say I mean like they've been unfortunately one of the main proponents pushing microtransactions and to n- to see them actively step away hmm. and and address that in a very overt manner with this is one of the most exciting things for me about this.
2: Although in the past they are known for not adding surprise mechanics to their game until the press finally made their reviews and then they add them later. But uh, <laughs> I, I do feel like after uh, Jedi fallen order, they mm. learned that you do not have to only make gold mine multiplayer titles or even put it in single play. That's even worse. Um, uh, and that, it, that if you make a good game, you can you can really make some sales. But it, 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 it's EA, so we'll we'll see. You know, um, <laughs> because I played Star Wars Battlefront 2 a lot, really liked it. You know, you also have um, uh, fights there in the skies. Uh, you can you know uh, um, control the Millennium Falcon and Boba Fett. You know, uh, I forgot the name, but his ship. Um, and uh, it's it's fun, but you really see that after well, no more updates, and that's it. And then you paid a lot of money for, you know. So yeah. we'll see. I'm I'm someone who let's say doesn't pre-order games like this. Um, pre is almost no game, um, and I just first want to see what it's like. But I yeah, I do believe this is gonna be uh, very good. You know, after the f-
1: yeah. last few games well, EA
2: made, it's it seems <laughs> like they're on on the right path. What yeah, what I think about like. Um... You know,
3: regardless about that the game looks bloody cool um it is a pc or a console game but it's like vr has not just been added to it because i first when i when i heard the announcement it's like uh, there's probably going to be like a couple of missions that are going to be in virtual reality but exactly. it's actually from beginning up until end they say the full campaign the full game the multiplayer everything is all playable in virtual reality and i think that is a uh, a strategy that we haven't seen from ea before like have how many have they released any vr games before i mean i know that they acquired uh, respawn entertainment and they're working on medal of honor
2: mm-hmm. correct like they're, they're the EA, publisher uh, for but ea is a publisher uh you know uh, so they yeah. don't really well i mean of course they make games but they are mainly the publisher mm-hmm. uh, but yeah but besides it, that it, i
3: it's a strategy that i haven't seen from ea before that they actually release a, a pc game that is fully playable on a virtual reality platform. Yeah, they don't have
2: to do that. Yeah, I I I, I don't I don't think necessarily like I don't know the background of who worked on this, but I don't think it's necessarily EA saying like, wow, VR is awesome, so let's put it into the game. It's just the people who work there that had experience with VR, like, hey, hey, big boss man, uh, I have an idea, maybe we should do this. So (laughs) yeah, of course, I
3: get that. But from I mean, from the perspective of like you know of of earning money, I don't think that building it for VR is the ultimate way to make more money. You know, they could. Release an extra mode on PC or an extra mode on on the console versions. Mm. Um, so I find it. I, I wonder what convinced them to start investing on the virtuality platform. Is it that it's finally time that they believe that the mm. the system can stand on its own? That there's like mm. added value into bringing VR players this kind of experience. So, uh, so you're of course, it comes down now? to it comes down to money. Yeah, why, what what is the now? reason that they? now release a PC game I, with full virtual reality support. I, I think it's just the stars
2: align at the right moment and there are developers in the team uh, who worked on this that believe in VR and are, are mm. willing to push that within the env- like the whole you know agenda of EA. I think that's what happened. I don't think EA is really like, whoa, VR is like, uh, because they haven't showed much. And this is also like a good step into the right direction. But it's, we haven't seen EA making full-fledged VR games. We haven't seen EA ever say in any of their EA plays, like, oh, VR is going to be the future. We believe in this. Um, so,
0: And, and to be we'll fair, see- like uh, the VR support has only been mentioned it. Very few times when they've talked about this game, like during the uh, reveal mm-hmm. gameplay, they only mentioned it once. They didn't show any VR gameplay. Uh, the, the the details about it supporting VR was actually hidden on the website. It wasn't mentioned in the original trailer either. Mm-hmm. So um, although it will be but getting the full-
3: later trailer they released was VR gameplay.
1: And they I didn't, didn't.
0: I didn't see any VR gameplay.
1: Yeah. The the thing is they haven't shown any head. Uh, That's one of the things I was head gonna, moving. There's yeah. no head movement. There's no. no interaction. There there's a kind of um. What could be tricked as as VR head movement, which is there's mm, a there's okay. a kind of a normalized head turn in the mm. cockpit, but I don't think that's natural human VR head I movement. I don't think so. There no. there are three things about this that make me super excited. I only got to watch the trailer because it was a super busy week. I got to watch the trailer today, and my jaw actually dropped. Like I I'm not a I'm not a huge Star Wars nut. Like I don't go bonkers for Star Wars games. Uh, I like a good game when there is one, like uh, Jedi Knight. Uh, two some some years ago I really liked that. Um, I missed Kotor and you know cried a tear that I wasn't ever able to play that when it was hot. But the three things that for, for me really really stand out that this is going to be a uh, possibly a turning point. Uh, number one are because it's a, a flat game and it's VR, that gives this lovely spine of we have players waiting for you VR players And then that's mixed with the fact that this thing looks, and appears to play like a better Eve Valkyrie, which was Mm -hmm. already a fantastic dogfight game, but didn't have that spine that ever gave you enough of a community uh, to have full games every time you jumped in, which is what you need in this Mm -hmm. kind of game to really feel the thrill. And then, like, there's going to be, and this is the part that I'm most interested in, is EA going to limit VR players' I don't think they are. I don't think they're going to pocket us into like, okay, you can join a VR server versus 2D, which means VR players are going to have a distinct advantage in dogfighting, and that's going to drive people to buy hot asses and to buy VR headsets and suit up and get in. And that is awesome. Those that combination of things. I think you used the word trifecta mic, but it gets me super excited about this. Yeah. Super. It, excited. It, it it would help if EA
2: promotes it more, but I think like EA is a company if they learn that they can make money with VR and 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 you know, uh, do more sales, maybe even bundle it with a headset and stuff, they will they will put so much more money into it so it's like you know if if let's say it swings the right way and it ends up at their you know uh office and they understand what's going on with that Mm. um, then we might see this you know um seeing more in the future where uh i mean mirror's edge could be like having a little experience next to it or or battlefield i mean battlefield has great campaigns i would love to have Bad oh company God. and have a little oh, bit yeah. of a you know a side story there in oh, VR. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: but, but I mean, they're, they're they are publishing a Medal of Honor still, so yeah. they they they're going into a, a number of. I mean, this is this is virtual reality, but it probably won't have like controller support. It will be. You know, Hotas and, and that kind of well, uh, this could be yeah, a desk know, game anyway. Like what what, what, what sim space really do you play. play? I mean this yeah. is an
1: arcade game, right? It's not, but, uh, it's not yeah. it, it, like But like, it has
3: a single player campaign. I think that's a very smart choice as well because then yeah. that means that you have yeah. you know, you have something for everyone a little bit. And yeah. I really like that kind of stuff.
2: But it and, and this this like this VRC part also comes with the fact that um, they brought all of their titles to Steam now. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's because they need more money, they want to make more money, so they put it onto Steam. Um, And that's fine, you know, uh, as someone who plays a lot of Battlefield, you can see an increase in in more players. Sorry, you're talking about
1: the the move from Origin to actually finally giving up the Ghost and And, saying, okay, we'll come to Steam.
2: Because VR support, usually, like, uh, Origin as a platform does not have any built-in VR support, so they use Steam. I thought that was one of the reasons as well. Yeah, same. Well... I mean, it's your like the money is of course going above. The I'm sure. I'm that sure they're, they're
0: missing out <laughs> definitely by having their own platform. I totally agree. Uh, but just to touch on the controller support, um, you're right uh, in that it supports keyboard and mouse and game pads and HOTASes, uh hands on throttle and sticks. If you don't know what a HOTAS is, um, it won't support like yeah. VR motion controllers. Um, so just oh. so you're aware. Um, I'm super super excited for this game as well because you know having really enjoyed the X-wing mission, that feeling of being in a cockpit of an X-wing and hearing you like. Hearing other people talk to you like through the single pack campaign is gonna be amazing. But when you're in multiplayer and that's gonna be exactly. your friends looking over and seeing another X-Wing and that's like Zim in that that pilot wow. seat and we're gonna go and take down a bunch of like, mm-hmm. you know, TIE fighters together and like do do a bombing run on like a, a Star Destroyer. Well, it, it I, just the sounds.
1: I can't wait. Spatial audio, please. Spatial yes. audio. Yeah, Vroom, and not only know. that, I hope that they modify the audio in
3: such a way that it sounds like you're actually, you know, like talking over radio. Oh you know, yeah, a few games have done that, bands. like Vox
1: Machina I, and a few others have done that, yeah, where you get that static. I, I hope they elite do dangerous something similar
3: like, like that. Because what I would love to do is like really get like you know professional military vocabulary in there, like you know like uh, you know uh, Rep Five standing by, like you know that kind of stuff. I think that would be awesome to do in that game, <laughs> or, or as a uh, revivalizer says in the
0: chat, Red Talk Five standing by, <laughs>
1: Red Talk Five standing by. I'm just feeling like I'm slipping the Toad from uh, from Star Fox. Yeah. So. Who yeah. here has played Star Fox? come on.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely of course, yeah. yeah. But Ma- the, there Mike, is Mike is going to be the jar jar of Star wars There's <laughs> no one wants to play with him because he's in the way. But the one thing I will say is though, is that
0: I'm super concerned about the motion sickness aspect of this game because like anyone that's tried a flight sim game in VR will understand, understand what I'm talking about here and that as soon as you unlock that role, which it looks like it's going to be unlocked in this game, You can very easily get motion sick playing a game like this.
1: Uh, Space, though. space. Have you ever found that in a space flight game, though? Because I I found... It's been a while since
0: I played, like, um, EVE Valkyrie, but I remember that used to get me every time when I first started in VR. Like, I should go back and try it it
2: again. Let's say, I mean, these kind of, like, space sims have a pretty steep learning curve Mm. um, to get used to. Uh, But I, I, I think... Of the games that I played, sometimes you have two different modes where you can turn on an arcade mode where there are not too many like uh, complicated movements you can do, and then yeah. you have the more simulation version where uh, you can do way more. And I think you yeah. have seen that with Plane Sims, and maybe I they do that. I don't know. I hope that's the case because, like in X Wing Mission
0: on PSVR, they lock the horizon, so basically you you it's pretty comfortable to play, uh, even for for. Barely newcomers. But Um, do you think
2: if they lock the horizon in a multiplayer game where PC uh, players are going to eat you alive, that they're going to do that? That's (laughs) the problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. And also, I think that that's something that you can... It it will get
3: rough in the beginning, Mm. but I do think that's something that you can train yourself into. I mean, real-life pilots need to do that as well. So uh, I I do think...
1: Balancing is going to be a real problem with this title. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I'm calling it now. It was a problem in Elite, uh, sorry, E-Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. And it's this is a very, very similar dynamic to E-Valkyrie, where the turning radius for a gamepad player was tighter than that of a Hotas player. And so there's nuanced things like that. If they don't get that right, and as mm-hmm. I said, I don't know if they're planning a balancing mechanism, but if you're a t- flat gamer with a monitor in front of you, you do not have the same ability to neck turn and spot your enemy and track, mm-hmm. you know? You know, as you're, as you're turning your ship, you can track and meet a target in such a much better way than you can um, on a flat monitor. And for someone who hasn't tried it, just, like, find a way to try that before this game drops if you can. Borrow well, a headset I, or... Well, something. I mean,
2: EA EA is responsible for a part to add some comfort settings. And if that's blinders on the sides first or having a very solid tutorial or... I don't <laughs> know, but, yeah, but there, there needs to be something in there. You can't just throw people in there the way they showed it at this in this trailer. Yeah, I not uh, like possible.
1: I, I still I I I'm I'm definitely in a different place now. I I know Mike you were more prone to Simpsons. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. In that era as well. I was definitely, um, yeah. But I I would say that like if someone asked me like compare uh any type of VR category, like if if you're in a seated cockpit, those tend to be more comfortable. For people, even people new to VR, I, I find. Um, yeah. Maybe it's that yawing movement that you're talking about is. that screws you up. And and for anything that's you know terrestrial, like let's say Wipeout, open all the windows and turn off Lock Horizon, and your Ugh. stomach's going out the window. Like so, I I recognize yeah. not all cockpit games are comfortable. But I
0: think that was my concern because you know like Star Wars is such a, a huge franchise that has wide appeal amongst many many gamers. Yeah. And I think you know, Oculus. Although we kind of criticised Vader and Mort to a certain degree in holding your hand too much, it was it was designed to get those newcomers on board. Whereas I worry about this game. A lot of people are going to be very excited about it and think, "Oh, okay, this is the game I'm going to go and buy a headset for." They try it and then they completely wipe themselves out with motion sickness, and they're like, "Yeah, but they can't the, do that." The difference is that that, that's not-
3: definitely going to happen. I'm 100% yeah. convinced there are people that are going to get motion sick. A lot of people, but I do think that. Um, you, you, you kind of need to you don't need to buy through the motion sickness you need to quit before you get motion sick yes. but you need to do that in small little steps and build up that kind of like stamina you build against like a, I wonder what measures golden EA rule.
0: will put in place to inform players about this I, but I, I think, I think
1: mm. it's hard I've never seen an app do it very well like I, I've never seen an app that, that and I, the rule that always worked for me we used to call it the golden rule is it, the second you feel anything odd you stop until you feel perfect, oh. and then you go back. And it's like have, breaking in a new pair of shoes. You wouldn't just keep wearing some 9-inch stilettos, you know, keep walking down well, the main street. you take them off and put on your flip-flops yeah, and maybe they, look normal for a moment. The, 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 the problem here is,
2: is that um, the VR support needs to catch up with the fast-paced gameplay uh, on pancake screens. So it, it, needs to, it, it will suffer a little bit from that. Well, Star Wars Vader Immortal it's not like you can play it on a on a outside Mm -hmm. of vr Mm um so it's more like vr is an extra here and it's kind of like uh lifting on the the 2d gameplay so yeah like you don't want to be for example flying slower in vr than the people on you know an actual screen so but you need to find a like a i don't know how they did that but we'll find out well i think that's going to be the Uh, interesting part because for me
0: you know when i watched the gameplay reveal and i saw people doing barrel rolls and stuff that's when i decided to make that little parody video because you know like i think some people are going to get very sick playing this game but i do think it's going to be awesome i'm very very excited (laughs) about it and uh, i'm very looking forward to jumping in online and 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 going out there with a a squadron of, of friends
2: I think this is why you should wait out and see uh, what this is all about before you pre-order it. Because the gameplay yeah. we saw wasn't really gameplay gameplay in the VR uh, space. You don't at need least. to pre-order
0: nowadays. You don't need to do it. It's as simple as that, you know. There's
1: no, there's there's no, no, no limited there's supply. Only one, there's only one advantage I would say, which is if you have a slow internet connection, and you want to pre-download the game so you yeah. can play it on launch day if it's like 150 meg, that's the advantage. And maybe or, the 10% But we all know that
3: day one comes with a, a 20 gigabyte that's patch true. probably. Or, or if you're playing like, like Call of Duty <laughs> nowadays,
0: like 90 gigabyte updates? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's Seriously. <laughs> <insane>. um, <laughs> but, but I would also say like a pre-order incentive sometimes if you're a super, super fan... You can get lured in with those, but I would be a bit careful with it. That's all we'd say.
1: I, I hope they don't do that with this one. The, I hope they don't pull an Evolve on this one. I just recently. Oh, they already read have, that, by the way. Uh, uh, they, no.
0: the, there is pre order bonuses. Uh, you get special ship skins for both Imperial and New oh, Republic. No, okay, but no, no, that, no, that, like... see,
1: that's fine. But like what Evolve did, the game where it was a four versus one oh, you know, monster thing, they unlock you kind of <laughs> like if, if the new Battlefield game launches. And, and straight out the gates, you're given a, I don't know, a level three engineer and all the unlocks. You're given a step ahead, right? And you don't have to actually play the game like other people that i am absolutely against mm. and if they do that with this i'll be well, pissed there could be there could be a possibility that they go
2: for gotcha. a standard edition for a what is it deluxe edition and then a special one but they they stepped away for at le- from at least uh, locking uh, content uh, as a premium thing because they found out that uh, because of that it would be like oh mike hey let's uh, you know do the fight of endor It's like yeah but i don't have the premium so we can't play together so they decided to content wise at least uh, make it all free yeah. for everyone as as updates. Yeah. But then the question comes, how else
1: are they gonna make money then? So well, that's like,
2: always the question, the real question.
1: So, so but skins and stuff, fine, right? Yeah. Content, no, and also unlocks. You know, we saw that big table when they were doing the trailer and they mm-hmm. showed this kind of unlocks. You can't go unlocking stuff for people as a bonus. Like it just—it's you're breaking well, your own game design well, by the, doing the, that. The, the thing
2: that that could happen is like, let's say um, you have an upgrade, like a new uh, gun on the front of your ship. It could be that they lock it behind f- uh, 15 hours of gameplay. Yeah. Um, and and that—that's what they did with, for example, Darth Vader in Star Wars Battlefront. Mm-hmm. You couldn't play with him from the get-go, and you had to play like I think 80 hours to oh get it. God. And then, but on other players who paid a lot of money, you could just. Uh, you have then these shortcuts, as they call them, in yeah. many games. You just buy buy it out, um, I and, hope and that's, that's not what the I, case. I, I, hope I hope that's yeah, that's, not that's what you call pay to win in a way. Yeah. Um, so. basically So,
1: but they did hint, if I'm not mistaken, they hinted at the fact that you would uh, need to put some campaign time in to unlock certain ships to then use in multiplayer. Maybe I'm making that up, but from my listen to the trailer, that's Mm. what I picked up. I can't imagine the single
0: player campaign is going to be that long. I'd imagine like three hours. No, 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 three, four hours. Yeah, but no, I'm very excited for the game. Uh, Do you guys have any suggestions if people want to sort of try some flight games out, get their space legs before this game comes out, see if they can stomach uh, it right now?
1: Yeah, Uh, Elite Dangerous is uh, is inexpensive, and it's a very good flight sim. I would just say that. No Man's Sky is also very good, um, but it's not a great hot game. That's okay. The only thing. Yeah. Uh, you know,
3: okay. Uh, I think if you want to do like dog fights and that kind of stuff, I think that your best bet would still be something like Elite Dangerous. Oh, I was thinking. You, have to,
1: you have to have some friends, and I mean, there, there's got to be something better. I was, I, was, I, haven't uh, done, I haven't touched my hot ass in a in a while, um, but I would, would recommend. You an
3: Elite Dangerous. At least when I played it, you could do like even against like AI uh like certain battles you could like play out and you would get like missions. You're right. In so the there's arena. ones where
1: you can like like there's an, an array of um like like almost like a battleship or a battle cruiser with all these mm-hmm. like little squadrons fighting. Those mm-hmm. are brilliant. They're really good fun. So if you don't mind yeah. AI battles, then that's really good and it will get you accustomed to a HOTAS. There's a cheap one that I bought years ago that's really good uh which is the Thrustmaster T-Flight X, I think is what it's called and it's like 40 quid. So if you want to go in cheap, that one's mm. still doing well for me. It's got a little bit of a, a high uh, dead zone, but look at, a, look at look up hot asses and uh, see if you want to invest in the equipment. It makes a huge difference to a flight game. Just like a, a driving wheel does for a racing game, mm. having a hot ass makes I, a night and day difference. Night and day. I,
2: I don't know. I was more thinking about a balloon chair dead as a first <laughs> try. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we've got some suggestions from the chat uh,
0: from Paradise Decay, Everspace, House of the Dying Sun, Sub-Level yes. Zero, and Overlord.
1: House um, of the Dying Sun. It's like yeah. Homeworld oh, yeah. where you, you play various ships and if the ship dies, you go to the next one. And so it's like hopping between squads. That's a really good one and a, an mm-hmm. under, uh, underrated and then, game. I right. think if
2: you if you have a PlayStation VR, because most of these games that we mention now are not available in VR and PlayStation, I think the... Which one is it again, Mike? Uh, the the one where you fly in this this plane and you uh, shoot up this launch platform and yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot the name. Um, Ace Combat Seven. Yeah, Ace Combat yep. Seven. That would also yep. be uh, Ace yeah. Yeah, nice suggestion.
0: Yeah. So that is uh, Star Wars Squadrons coming out in October. So three months away, okay. but
2: I think very you know, curious, man. I'm very, very curious. I really it. hope EA is gonna you know nail it. I
0: think in terms of my most anticipated games coming to VR, like this is my number one right now. You know, I think
1: Medal of Honor is number two. Um, there wasn't that
2: much else to read. That is true. That is <laughs> well, true. They, those
1: are the two. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to say the same. They absolutely nailed the trailer and yeah. and the reveal for VR support. Like I'm so happy to have seen that. I I haven't been that happy watching a trailer in a long time. Yeah, I love it. it's colorful. Like that's one of the things that's that lead dangerous if you play it does not do right like it's a it's a hardcore sim and you're in the dark all the time i've fallen asleep so many times playing elite <laughs> wow
0: there you go i don't think you'll be falling drip. asleep playing this one no uh, so that is uh star wars squadrons coming out in october i think it's october 2nd uh, for pc well, and psvr no quest support obviously but you can play it mm. on a quest using link with a pc or maybe a shadow pc which you know maybe i'll talk about on a future episode <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, next bit of news comes from Valve. Uh, they dropped an experimental feature on Steam VR this week for the Valve Index called Room View 3D. Now, this update, <laughs> um, d- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna like,
1: crack a joke here? Go on, Rowdy. What's okay. your joke?
0: Go on. What's your joke, Rowdy?
3: No, you just, they. You said three, so I was I was excited oh. about
0: three. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> wow, Notice. room
2: view 3D. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Left for, left for that? Left for dead. No, no, oh, no. Oh, sorry, sorry, no. sorry. Okay, okay.
0: Go on, go on. Back, oh. back in your box. Oh, 4D 4D?
2: 3D. Team Fodgers. Oh.
0: So this update uh, is for Valve uh, Index users, and it adds a pass through camera mode uh, to the headset that is 3D accurate. So previously we had 2D pass through, where you could you know see your room around you in a pinch if you wanted to. Uh, but it wasn't stereo accurate, so you know things would look a bit warped or uh, a little bit small in some cases. Um, but now it's going to be a 3D accurate uh, rec- recreation of your surroundings. However, from what I've seen so far of like video of this, uh, hands in particular are very warped, and yeah, th- the closer things are to the cameras, it doesn't look so great. Um, but it's a free update.
1: <laughs> you, you, you can, you can totally see why they kind of snuck this one out and didn't make a huge, uh, a huge amount of noise around it. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, am going to go ahead and sneak this post out. And yeah. It's people. still <laughs>
0: experimental. So like, it's not like a proper release. It's more under, I think it's under the beta still. Oh, um, well, we screwed all that up now. Uh, oh. but, ba- <laughs> but basically, uh, it uses computer vision techniques developed by Valve, uh, Arcturus Indu- Industries and Oc, Oc, I can never, I can't Oc- pronounce this, OcPiT. Occupital...
2: Occupital? Occupital. To present
0: a more o- accurate representation yeah. of your environment. Oh, so to Cipital. enable this uh, functionality, you go to SteamVR settings, either in or out the headset, doesn't really matter. Uh, select camera and then go to room view and then turn it on to 3D. You'll see uh, 3D has been added to the slider. Okay. However, when I tried to play around with this prior to the show, I kept on having camera communication errors with my headset, so I couldn't test oh, it out, okay. unfortunately. Uh, So I don't know whether that's because it's still experimental or there's something wrong with my headset. But
2: but, but Mike, Mike, seriously though, you know what happens if you're negative about Gabe Newell's work? Like most people disappear, you know that, right?
0: That's it. If I'm not here next week, then uh, you know why. Gabe has uh, sent out the turrets for me, you know? Yeah, they they took out his like lobes. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I,
1: I was running the video here uh, that sadly but Bradley did because he's done a lot of index kind of coverage yes. recently and um, does a good job of kind of jumping on these things early. But mm. as you say, like a lot of the the mapping here, it reminds me of when that Quest update hit us in, what was it November, uh, when the three-dimensional kind of uh, objects through the pass-through cameras, that kind of squirreliness but amplified. Like it's pretty rough what we're seeing Um, and, and, and so, you know, I, my personal recommendation, seeing this output would be like, don't bother uh, right now. I don't think it is going to get you anything. And the way that, um, Bradley was talking about it was, it's kind of like merging, uh, what was there before to achieve this kind of unified three-dimensional view. Um, but obviously this, the kind of real-time stitching that's happening is relatively imperfect right now. And, And the way I view it is it's just, valve catching up with oculus in yeah. in this space that's what it is it's a catch-up patch uh that they're gonna have to keep working on
0: yeah oculus like you said they've they put this out a while ago on quest and rift s where you know things look better through the pass-through cameras and to be fair when you use pass-through on both of those headsets it, it works really well um mm. so uh yeah you're well, right but the only difference here is that it's full color whereas uh quest and rift s is obviously black and white
1: yeah, it, it, but it's a really funny like thing seeing this like parody game almost going on between the different suppliers. Like what you have now on Quest, uh, which I really find awesome is the height map. So it's like a topographical height map when you map your space. So if you have a desk in the way, you see these vertical lines with a little node on the top that kind of warns you, hey, there's something here. And it does that if it's a cat or if it's a desk or if it's just a staircase sitting in the corner of your room. So that's a really cool thing. And that actually ties back to the Oculus Connect 6 uh, demonstration where they were talking about mapping all the environments actually globally. Like they want to take a data map globally, kind of like, google street view when mm-hmm. you walk into a museum in japan which you can do in select buildings and you can like you know click around and kind of look at stuff like that but fully volumetric mapped in vr including all objects that might cause a problem for like your guardian so i, yeah. I, I love seeing this kind of race to whatever that standard is going to become
0: i think the only thing with the uh, the quest one is because it's only on quest right now that that kind of heat map thing that you kind of described. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not on Rift S. Um, It only works when you're actually setting up your Guardian. It's not persistent. So when you go into VR, if something is introduced into your play space after that, then you're kind of screwed. So uh, I think it will be persistent in the future, but it just isn't right now.
1: It's probably more uh, whoever's walking into your play space is kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get a punch in the face. Yeah, I still love that one. You know, the one with the uh, the Vive controller and that mother or whatever is in VR and oh, then the kid walks stable. through yeah. and yeah. just misses clocking him in the face. <laughs> Amazing, Amazing videos. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: great. That's great. Um, so, yeah, sadly, I didn't get to try it out myself. I've got a problem with that. But um, interesting mm. that we're getting these kind of updates from Valve and, you know, you never know. Although I think it's unlikely, I don't think we'll get hand tracking in the future from Valve. But you know, like you say, it's interesting that they're trying to play catch up with uh, with Oculus.
1: I'm just going to little Spike. I was just say go check out sadly but Bradley's video if you want to see what it looks like if you're yeah. a uh, uh, a Valve user. Thanks. Yeah, he said that he messed up his room intentionally, but I know for a fact that he didn't. <laughs>
0: no, no way. <laughs> no, he didn't. He said that he's a messy, a messy bum. Uh, right. So that a is uh, 3D view on the Valve Index. Let's now talk about uh, Facebook avatars. Uh, this is kind of interesting because Facebook reality labs, they're kind of taking this kind of avatar concept and like to a whole new level with their codec avatars. And we've talked about this a while ago, uh, the Facebook reality labs using a combination of like eye tracking and mouth tracking technology to recreate more sort of lifelike interactions in virtual reality where... Wow. everything's tracked and you know you really miss that when you get into a social application you know sometimes uh they sort of fake it and it works quite well you know with the eye movements uh depending on your head movements but this is like spot on one-to-one and the avatars look very lifelike so you're kind of bridging that gap between the uncanny valley here and it's it's much more natural looking um The problem is though that creating an avatar of this level of fidelity involves like a process of using hundreds of cameras to take images of like a subject's head from a full 360 and you have to map them out and stitch them together on a digital avatar. It's very expensive. It's very time consuming. So don't expect to see this tech in consumer uh, sort of space anytime soon. Mm -hmm. However, they are making also strides with um, full body motion capture. Uh, using a single camera which is uh, another little clip that they posted this week uh, so that single ca- camera combined with machine learning uh, could really open up the quest and rift s potentially to full body tracking in the future with a small little oculus branded camera maybe uh, but then we'd be sort of going a bit of a backward step in terms of like sensors and stuff like that so i don't know what you guys think of this tech or whether it's just going to be for businesses or whether they'll open this up to consumers in the future
1: I, I think this is just showing us the roadmap uh, because what you do is you prove that you can do it with expensive setups, and mm. then you answer for yourself. Well, how do I do this for cheap in a consumer headset? I love the fact that they uh, basically show the, the like the the feel real. It's <laughs> not the feel real uh, <laughs> yeah. bolted it to it the bottom like of a quest. It does look like it, and um, the the tracking on the the facial animations is absolutely in my opinion, enough. Like if that was in my quest, now I don't know if staring face to face your eye would pick up a little bit more detail and be asking for more, and it would still be beyond the uncanny valley boundary, but it's great. I like seeing it this stage at this point is awesome. Yeah, yeah. really,
3: really good. Yeah, I think uh, I think that the difference here is like, um, this is very high fidelity, like, you know, top notch pushing the boundary in, in terms of facial tracking uh using the tools that they have because of course i don't know uh what what kind of methods or something that they're using but at the same time uh because they're pushing this boundary further the lower end gets pushed further as well so you probably won't see the high the super high fidelity tracking with the expensive cameras that they're that they're showing in those applications there Mm. but the lower level applications like we have for gaming they will get pushed forward by this as well. And I do think that we will, in a, in a fairly near future, we'll see this kind of um, method being applied in, in in social VR experiences as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. The, the, the way I kind of like saw it in my mind, I don't know why I thought about it this way, but I kind of had this vision in my mind of like the very near future where obviously, you know, having a full uh, scan of your head is going to be super expensive. So maybe they'll have like a center, like almost like where you go and get your like, your passport photo taken. You know, you have to go to the post office to get it done, or whatever. Or you have I, to go to. The-
3: I don't think that, that that is even necessary. I think you can very easily uh, do that with equipment uh, like it's on that uh, is on your phone. Again, it won't be super high fidelity. Yeah. Uh, but it will be good enough for the applications that you will u- use it for. And with time, because you know you, you get so much more data, you can you can train those models to perform better and better and better. Develop new algorithms to. Um, to to make this even better than what it is now, mm-hmm. and I think that once that gets implemented and gets used more, uh, you will see that improve really really fast. Mm. So you don't I think, think
0: we'll really... be queuing up at the uh, the avatar creation center anytime no, soon? You think we'll be I doing it from so. home using apps or
3: something? I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would I would be with Rowdy because uh, a couple of years ago there was a Microsoft app. I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but you could uh, it was shut down sometime later. But you could 3D uh, geometry map uh, either a room so you've yeah. got the the camera at the center of the room you take a hundred pictures and then it stitches it all together. Um, or you could do the opposite. you could take an object and you could take photos around the object like a statue if you're a tourist and it would totally just create a, mm-hmm. uh, a point map of the mm-hmm. object. I think I three. think
3: you can very much compare it to like what the original photo cameras did when they made like those 360 images. Where you would like you know you would take one shot and you'd have to move you take one shot you take one shot and then the the image would kind of get stitched together it mm-hmm. was an algorithm that did the stitching together and i think that we'll see something of course for, of, a, of a much higher level of complexity yeah. to, to do that as well and if you just train those algorithms with with millions and millions of images yeah. eventually you will get an algorithm that will predict how your face should look mm-hmm. uh, and it will not be perfect always but it will get very near to that,
1: yeah. I think. Photosynth was the one that I was thinking about. Photosynth from Microsoft. They shut it down after a time, uh, but it was mm. really, really quite interesting. And I think it would be applicable on something like this. It's just about getting those kinds of mm. models and, uh, as Rowdy said, like stitching algorithms to kick out a 3D model. I've I've seen it done even in the tech demos that we had at oculus uh, at oculus Connect six some of the after parties mm. across the street, you remember there, there was a guy taking 3 uh, d images of people to take again volumetric oh, yeah. video of, yeah. of people's physical I, form. I think
3: I think the complexity of that rather relays in um the the complexity of your facial animations rather than the complexity of someone's face because if you just take like a you know a 3d model of someone's face it's fairly quickly done Mm. but it's all like the facial animations the way that you talk the way that your mouth moves and like there's a lot of muscles in your face that you need to kind of simulate but i do think when with with Training enough uh, algorithms, or, or training an algorithm enough with enough data, yeah. uh, you can get a fairly accurate prediction with that. And my only Eventually, question about this then me, no. is
1: between with with both of the models, like you, you see a certain roadmap for most like social VR apps, which seems to be avatar driven, which is mm. basically here's a thing you can accessorize it, you know, but jazz it up, and that's you in in the metaverse. Um, but you know, this is something different. This is like take your your actual self and represent yourself as accurately as possible again in the metaverse. So I'd be interested to see it's obvious that Facebook is exploring both paths because we got things like horizon on the horizon and, um, and, and this is something that's also on the horizon. So I'm wondering how those will end up coalescing at some point yeah. where it's like, do you get then I think, the option I think that's of more from like one like or the a, other?
3: Like a business perspective. Oh, I, I think so. From, absolutely. From a business perfect perspective. You don't want to look like, you know, nine cat or whatever. Uh, yeah. You want you want to look like a regular person, maybe Zim would like to be nine cat, okay <laughs> but <laughs> no. uh I think it's uh, once you crack that algorithm, I think the limits are kind of like endless uh you can you can perform that on any kind of like algorithm mm-hmm. uh, any kind of avatar that you kind of kind of have, whether it's realistic or completely but even
1: in the oasis right like even in the representation of what we've seen for like virtual reality and books and stuff the the concept was that you had a choice like the, the end state would be you would either look like Mike or Nathie or Rowdy or you would look like an avatar that you would selected and i kind of mm. feel like but i kind of feel like that's got to be where it ends up resting you know the choice is in the hands of the of of the individual
0: personally i think i'd just like to have an avatar that looks like me and then, you know we covered this with like tati uh, av- or taffy avatars uh, a couple of weeks back um but of course people will always want to be like you know something else else. like their waifu or like a a furry or whatever you know is (laughs) going on in VR chat, you know, like that kind of thing. So I wonder if that
3: tech will evolve at the similar sort of pace and you'll get super realistic
0: looking I I Uh, think I think
3: that's the kind of tag that pushes that even further forward because a lot of people want that even in real world.
0: Yeah, maybe,
3: maybe. But like you say, it'll be really interesting how you know,
0: some apps I guess will use it, some apps won't, and that it will just be a case of which platform you prefer, I guess. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah super interesting super let us interesting. know in the
2: chat right like what you want to be in
0: vr yeah.
1: <laughs> so many <laughs> knuckles as <is> dark <laughs> so many
0: furries like, yeah yeah but i think you know it looks next level it, it it's getting that one step closer to that real uh feeling of presence you know that you're actually there with someone else and it mm. feels and looks very realistic and i think that's very very exciting indeed even so, if it so, is just a glimpse of something that's happening in the distant future so you you
2: could be kept an egg and then you know uh, still play star squadrons but not as yourself as as yeah it's a trap or or a jar jar tra- but uh. <laughs> yeah it's,
3: it's gonna modulation. be like that it's gonna be like that black mirror episode <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> with the <laughs> i love Black Mirror. Stri- so much. striking striking vipers
1: yeah, oh striking yeah. vipers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> fair enough we've gone there i'll go get my heels go on let's move on next topic
0: Yeah, so the very final (laughs) bit of news this week um, is about uh, a concert event coming up. So, you know, if you've been trapped indoors like the rest of us, which, you know, you probably have been, you haven't been to a concert, you know, and if music is really your jam, then you're probably really feeling it at the moment. Um, But The Wave uh, next week are featuring John Legend, which is pretty epic. Uh, And The Wave, if you're not familiar with it, it's a free application available on PC VR headsets on both Steam and Oculus. And it's basically like a virtual nightclub concert uh where you can meet up with friends and dance the night away in virtual reality. And uh Zim, you've you tried this out before, right, with uh Imogen oh,
1: Heap. Imogen uh, Heap, yeah, who's uh who's, who's an amazing artist. And um it depends on the I th- I would say the the uh the artist's interaction and what they pre-stage in the wave. I've played things in the wave that weren't as interesting, but going and interacting with an artist in that in that domain, which was just a lucky chance for me, um, but actually seeing her performance running, and they ran it for a series of slots, like ongoing, uh, so you could just hop into a room with other people, and then experience it with like, you know, 10 others, it was just so overwhelming, like like the the, the volumetric pixel um, that, that they had, pixels that they had mapped to her, in like this massive star, um, star map, I would say, and then all these kind of either explosions or feathering of various uh, effects in and out of the scene. And then of course it's just, you know, this artist's voice right there in your head. And it feels very intimate actually in places where other social apps feel the opposite. You know, you go to Mm. an old space event or, um, even uh vr chat or something i always feel distanced from other people but something about music for me has always like connected like that fiber and you just feel this kind of spiritual connection with everybody i know it sounds a bit funny to say but uh the wave is awesome i i would i would absolutely i don't care who the artist is i would go watch any kind of music in there just Mm. just to see it live you know
3: so so you'd say it's pretty legend
1: get out out.
0: Um, but yeah no I totally agree you know in this current climate you know this is a great way to escape reality enjoy music with like-minded people and also from artists who are finding new creative ways to share their music online you know because you know traditional concerts aren't happening right now so I think this is really neat and uh, John Legend is just one of uh, you know the lineup that they've been running on the wave over the last few weeks Uh, But if you're interested in John Legend, he's going to be taking to the stage virtually to perform songs from his new album called Bigger Love, which released yesterday, apparently. Um, And the event is going to go live in the wave on Thursday, the 25th of June at 3 p.m. PDT. Yeah, go check
1: it out. there's going to be a point of inflection here, I I, I predict. And I said it a couple of years ago on the podcast as well. But there's going to be a point of inflection when these events are ticketed. And this is a price you pay to go and see it. And at the moment, like this is all free because it's, it's kind of new enough that they're just testing their boundaries and trying to get an audience in. Mark my words. This is going to be something you end up paying for. So or, or, you know, or even get the artist in, you- I
2: guess. Right? Like, well, uh, so- if if artists are like, we want this, then the money starts to roll in too. I think a lot of the artists for a part are doing it. Well, you know, like Galantis for example, mm. it's like a like a mixed promotion in a way. But yeah, Avicii is like this this is how I want to do my concerts now. Yeah, then 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 you're going to make like big money.
1: And, oh. and this is where it, it like there's a big difference. Like you can go and watch a DJ Khaled VR thing on PSVR if you want to. But like artists come at it different ways and so someone like um, Imogen Heap who I saw had you know this amazing instrument which is basically looks like you know the Nintendo uh, glove you remember the oh, old yeah. Nintendo glove and it would work like that where she'd move a finger or, or make a hand motion mm-hmm. and it would um, affect the music she could give reverb, echo kind of like having the pedals at the bottom of your feet if you're on electric guitar um, and it was just really incredible. So to see kind of I'll call them vanilla but famous artists using this platform, I yeah. think they're going to be a lot more shallow experiences because it'll be something that's quite fixed. Uh, a, a little bit, l- little bit less of the human footprint is going to make it into VR. But it's still a way to connect, especially now, as Mike said, when you're so, when you're surrounded by so, gates,
3: you know, in your life. So just to reiterate, the app is called the Wave VR correct
1: yep. yeah the way vr and actually there's another uh, event that that i caught an eye on and i think it's happening either tomorrow or the day after uh, cypress hill are doing uh, in in melody vr which is another similar app uh, a, a live performance so again if if john legend isn't your thing maybe cypress hill is there you go and there's also another one
0: uh, Jean michael uh is doing yeah. a vr live concert tomorrow in vr chat yeah. Um, so that should worth as well. doing.
1: These are worth doing.
0: Yeah, and yeah. the thing Go, is, like, like um, um, we, we we've seen this uh, in pancake gaming as well recently with like the Travis Scott event in Fortnite. I don't know if any of you saw any clips of that when it happened, but it it looked like completely insane, Dude. like off the chart insane. Um, and I think <laughs> that event has really shown these artists that there is a powerful medium there to be had whether it be in gaming or virtual reality that is just completely untapped right now and that they should start experimenting with so very exciting time
4: Mm.
0: for sure But that is all the news this week we've talked about uh, the John Legend uh, event in the Wave Facebook avatars, Valve Index getting this 3D view that didn't work for me, uh, Star Wars <laughs> Squadrons, which I'm super hyped about. Um, but let's talk about now our hot topic of the week, and uh, let's talk about the Upload VR summer showcase. So you may have missed this; uh, it happened on uh, Tuesday this week, and basically Upload VR, who you know have articles online, they have run a, a, a VR news website online. Uh, they did like a, a showcase of all like the upcoming games, and a lot of developers uh, and partners got off. Uh, on the showcase to show off their new trailers and announce new games during the show. So what we've done is we've picked two games each to talk about, um that we sort of mm. highlight want to highlight from the show as as something that we thought was interesting. Um so maybe um let's uh pass it over to Nathy first then to talk about his his first two games that he wants to talk about.
2: Okay. So um the first one I for some reason, predicted, uh, and that was gnomes and goblins. You did. Did you I you say it recently. last week
0: or? You talked about it recently.
2: Yeah. Very recently. Well, well, this was like I heard it like a year ago that they were still working on it, um, but now suddenly, like I, I had no idea. Also, I had no idea. I was like, well, I once heard someone say, I was like, yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, now it's like official. Um, they apparently finished it, and and it, it it's it's coming out. Um, Is there a date? I don't think there is a date for now. I'm not sure on a date. Uh, But uh, we now know that it's actually a thing. Um, Now, Gnomes and Goblins is of what I played, you know, because there is a, on Steam, there is a demo that is still available. So if you want to give it a try, then you can. But it's it's, it's like this atmospheric, like, kind of like adventure that you dive into where you're like the spectator and, and you're part of a, let's say, Like civilization of little uh, gnomes and and goblins Mm -hmm. that run around and you can um, you know uh, for example take a sneak peek into their like little house and see what they are doing but it's it's like i would kind of compare it to um ghost giant or Mm moss where you become like this 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 guardian that they're first a little bit scared of and then later on you start to build a relationship with them and then you go on little adventures because in the original demo um, they're just first walking around they have no idea that you're just watching them and then it's like ooh, you know there's like this ginormous person you know staring at me spying at me so they're like a little scared and then you uh give them like i think it's like an acorn and you roll it towards this little man, and he's like, oh, he picks it up, and he's still a little bit scared. But after a while, you kind of, you know, he trusts you, and then mm. you go on this little adventure. And I think that's what the main game is going to be all about as well. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm very, very excited for this one. I think that would, that would that is actually my highlight of the entire showcase for me, because... Uh, it's something that I never expected to to be coming out. So if you
3: if you'd have to choose between buck snacks or gnomes and goblins, which oh, one would it be? Tough.
2: Yeah, that's tough, tough. Tough question. That's Tough. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's. I can't give an you, answer. You can't that. make a man choose. Uh, you know, between those two.
1: I that should do a original, comparison. That original demo was like my wife's favorite VR thing for probably mm. three years or so, and I think for good merit it is one of the cutest little, like uh, high detail, sixed off. Um, room scale experiences that you had early on by John Favreau. So it, I still have am really it. looking. You really need to, Mike. Is it's, it on? Uh, it's on
0: Steam. The original. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah Steam. on Steam. It's on par.
1: Nathie's comparison of Moss is very good uh, because I think that Moss allows you to get pretty close, but it doesn't. Moss doesn't do room scale. Uh, and this 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 um, this demo really just it was such a teaser. And for this to come again out of the blue after we just mentioned it it's like blue it's just it's ridiculous i mean it was it was probably the least expected announcement in this slot so
0: yeah yeah for those that don't know like john favreau of course is like you know the director behind the latest mandalorian series he's been involved in so many huge and amazing projects so real legit dude so there's gonna be
1: an easter egg of a hidden baby yoda uh, you had it here I first? Don't know, like I don't know
2: if he, I don't know if he's, he, he, is still involved with this project now. Okay. Um, but he did start it. Um, but yes, that that's something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, again, I have no idea on a launch date. I also have no idea where where it's coming to. I think mm. it's definitely Steam and and, and the Oculus platform. Yeah. But I don't PC, think it's Quest VR. or yeah. it's PC. Yeah, it's PC. VR. Yeah. I thought, and it's gonna I, be I, like I, a
0: full game rather than just like a short
2: experience. Uh, you think? I. I, I have no idea. I don't think it's going to be super long, maybe like an hour or two, but it's, gonna, it's like a cinematic kind of thing, you know? It's not really a game. Um, we'll see. I don't know, uh, because the demo never really told you much about what the story was going to be, so it could yeah. be anything. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's, that's my first. Um, second is um, that I thought was surprising, too, is that The Walking Dead uh, Saints and Sinners is bringing more updates. Uh, it's, it's called the meat grinder. Is it update or DLC? I think it's an update. Yep. Yeah. Update. Uh, yeah. So, so that means that it should be free. Um, and, um, what it is, is, well, it, it pretty much is a, like a, a wave based, uh, arena mode in where you have to survive as long as you can. Um, and you, you get to craft weapons, you get to, you know, run around, um, it reminded me a bit of what we have seen with, you know, the classic Call of Duty zombie mode where, you know, you, you have to collect stuff to then buy into new weapons. But instead here, it's like, you know, you need resources to do that. Um, so I thought that's that's nice to have because, again, for me, that was a surprise because I thought like, okay, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, that's it. And then we might get another of those games like later in, in like a couple of years but i didn't expect to have this as an update so that could spark more let's say more story stuff like side stories things like that so that's why i was exciting for it not necessarily for the fact that i can run around with zombies chasing me but just because it shows that skydance is not done with saints and sinners just yet
0: yeah mm. are you happy about this zim because obviously you are a fan of the the game you happy that there's more content or are you you're not that interested in this.
1: Uh, this is one of the most contentious updates, in my opinion. I am, I am quite upset at what they've gone for. It's a little bit like what Blood and Truth did. It's kind of like they've, they've gone for the lowest hanging fruit, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 just because you can doesn't mean you should. And, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think that what The Walking Dead is as a really uh, engaging first person. Uh, Violent storytelling game that, that's about survival. Now it's turning it into this kind of arcade thing with with the, and I just don't feel like those two fruits belong in the same basket. That's that's, that's why enough. I don't like it. I like Nathie says. I'm glad they're paying it more attention. I just think they picked the wrong project. It, this
2: is like this is easy content, you know. Like they they just grab a map that they already had. They put yeah. some new buildings on it. They they put some spawners on it with zombies. Yeah. It's like what, what, what game Zim does this one? What game does I'm I'm have a this one? Because it, it, it <laughs> doesn't. It, it does not make me want to dive back into this game now. <laughs> no,
3: it, no, it doesn't. No, but as You're, I as I as I said, I
2: mean, like I'm excited for yeah. for this because it shows that yeah, you know, the there's more. Yeah. Going. I get yeah. that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But you're right, though, to compare it to Blood and Truth as well that yeah. added a similar mode into it, because I love Blood and Truth. It was my, like, favorite game of last year, but yet yeah, I'm just not interested in checking <laughs> that new update out because of the same reason, you know? yeah, so yeah That's yeah. a good point. Just,
1: but some people love that stuff, and they just want to get more life yep. out of their expensive game, and yep. fair enough. Fair enough. Fair
0: enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, so now it's time to pass it over to Rowdy. What about you? What were what the two games that stood out for you during the showcase?
3: Um, I think the first one for me uh was pistol whip mm. uh, as it now also comes to uh, playstation vr i mean they've been updating that game if you're talking about developers that work hard on a game uh, that has been out already for for quite a while now uh, i think that cloud Hat really like you know hits the nail on the hat with that one uh they've been releasing update after update and every single one of them is really polished uh, and they they kind of want to continue that trend uh, since they announced that there will also be a, a, a more a chilled out action experience that will be coming since most of the of the things that they've released so far uh, is, uh, is very energetic, very high high energy, a lot of shooting, a lot of ducking. while well, this one is is, is they they're going a little bit uh, of a different direction. it's also it's called Heartbreaker. So it's more for like uh, the romantic souls, as they say. Uh-huh. Um, this so is why I'm kind of interested. This is why you're interested. Of in course, this, yeah. that's this is made for me, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it does make me more interesting in like and checking this out as well. And then of course the big announcement uh, is that they're also announcing it. They're also releasing it for for PlayStation VR on the uh, July twenty eighth. Um, and I think that that will make a lot of PSVR players really happy, since I still see this as one of the one of the better VR games that came out uh, in, in in the past years uh, is Pistol Whip, and um, a game like that, like it, the first time I played it on the Oculus Quest, uh, was like was mind blowing for me, and that that feeling kind of stuck with it. Um, I, I really like this game a lot, and I think Cloudhead Games they've worked so hard for the VR industry, so I'm yeah. I'm very happy that this really you know goes well for them as well. Um, and then, last but not least, they they also announced a little bit more uh, vague kind of update that they wanted to do or, or a DLC. I don't I don't <laughs> know exactly what it is. Uh, it's it's an action pack that has um has an, a campaign, uh, see new scenes, new actions, uh, new uh, enemy types, and also new weapon types. New uh, enemy uh, types. There's not been a lot of uh, information that has been has been going on about this. Uh, they they call it a, a massive two two part update. That marks a whole new era for Pistol Whip, mm. so I'm I'm very excited about about cool. what that would be since it sounds like it's something different from the things that they've done before. It's yeah. not just going to be more songs. Um, so yeah, very very excited about that one. It's called that last part is called the concierge. Mm. I
1: think that's uh, great. But what what are you guessing that is? Like what what is the concierge? Like what is that going to be? Well,
0: it's a nod to uh, John Wick. That's concierge. what I was thinking. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be a nod to John thinking. Wick, right? So it is. Yeah.
1: So, is so it some it, kind of it, you get a coin and then if
3: it's if you say campaign, then I, I'm thinking it's more a, a sequence of scenes, right? You have got to carry I, a puppy
1: through a level, that's what you got to do. That's that's a cool little story. Story. <laughs> but I it, it, it's we'll quite exciting. I the thing I like about it is that, um, since we all got that kind of show floor demo, it it, it sits in your heart in a special way, right? Anytime you get to because it's kind of like getting something down the back alley or whatever, but um. I think Pistol Whip are, are, are being smart here because if you just stick to that single formula, you're yeah. dead, right? Inevitably. You're like, it's just going to tail off and bring something new and exciting and a new change. And I, I honestly mm-hmm. think it's what Beat Saber is, is overdue for at this stage. So uh, good on them for even within their first yeah. year, you know. Pushing but something like this, and then is, bringing the PlayStation, thank God, yeah. like they're gonna love it. I think I think what yeah. they
2: should be doing as well is bring uh, bring uh, Pistol Whip to the Steam Workshop.
1: Yeah, that would be Pistol interesting. Whip.
0: That Steam would be interesting. Yeah. yeah, and one thing they uh, talking about Pistol Whip very quickly. They announced uh, recently they had over four thousand reviews on Quest, and I had wow. a look on Steam and Oculus Home, and I think uh, between Oculus Home and Steam combined, they had about two thousand. So they must have sold double the amount. Uh, on Quest uh, yeah. of their game, which is pretty incredible, really, and just goes to show how you know how strong the Quest platform is right now.
1: It's so yeah. made for that game, though. It's so oh, it made is? for yeah, that I'm game. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's perfect. Playing with a cable is just not the way. That said, you're not spinning in place. Um, uh, sure. But uh, 360 pistol whip, maybe that's coming at some stage. I don't know. Maybe. Nice, good, good one then. What about uh, anything else?
3: Yeah the the second title that I, that I wanted to highlight is, is is for me also a very big announcement and possibly maybe even the the best VR game out there it's it's Onward that is uh coming to the Oculus Quest and I believe that's that's the first of those of those you know shooter titles that we see actually arriving on the Oculus Quest and I think that's promising for other things like like Pavlov and 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 and, uh, and contractors and similar titles as well but if it does work on that kind of platform of course you know, I'm not going to underestimate the amount of development time that has to go into there, into making uh, such a title that is so extensive uh, for a mobile processor. Uh, I, I, that that must be enormous um, to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think onward hitting Yakuza Quest is going to make a lot of you know regular quest players really happy. Uh, I I still think that game has so much potential still to to grow. It's a game that you can, even though I suck at it. I can still have a lot of fun with it, mm-hmm. uh, and on the other hand, you have you have people like like uh, like the Lonely Viper who are absolute masters of that game and have competitive scenes, and and there's a perfect place for that as well. And and, and the onward community even even thrives on that. Um, there's so many uh, so many events and so many tournaments going on, and I think opening that up to a new platform is a is a very smart decision, and it will make a lot of people because. W- it will make a lot of people happy and the reason for that is i say when i say to other people um, that regular or regular gamers but not you know hardcore gamers mm-hmm. they, they they still play like for example counter strike they still play like older rainbow 6 titles or whatever the, as soon as i tell them or as soon as i put them in a in a virtual reality headset they say like oh don't you have something like you know like counter strike on the on on this platform or don't right. you have something like uh, i don't know like uh, arma arma or like those kind of titles and there isn't anything really there on vanilla Oculus Quest, yeah. so I think that uh, onward now hitting up, hitting that platform as well is going to make a lot of people very excited, and I think it's going to yeah. sell a lot of quests.
2: I think I think they really have to fight for that spot to be on the store, and and it's well yeah. deserved.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a fair point because we haven't, like, ready saying like. And not only that, but if you if LED you LED look at, if
2: you look at like
3: um. One of the first game that's, games that were allowing attachments and and modded guns and that kind of stuff yeah. that was also Onward. You know, your Pro Tube works perfectly with an Oculus Quest now as well. Yeah. So if if you have a combination of those two, you'll be completely wireless playing Onward um, with a Pro Tube.
0: Oh yeah, like using
3: the Force Tube with Onward is
1: is so far so fun, so good. Uh, the is. one thing I was gonna say about this actually when it when it launched and seeing the showcase. Um, it's, it's feedback, actually, for the developer, and I know he's not alone anymore, but Dante, because I've met him in person, and he's such an animated guy, and um, I thought, uh, you know, I saw him, I was like, that's like Dead Eyes Dante, he's never been this, like, cold, he was like reading off a script, and I just want to say, like, Dante and, and, and the team, if you're going to do it again, like, I don't know take multiple takes or do it a little bit more live or something because mm-hmm. it just it didn't give me the kind of fervor that I get from talking to the guy live about his game mm-hmm. I mean many of you won't know this, but like Dante was was pretty young I think he was like sixteen or something when he mm-hmm. um started building like onward mm-hmm. and and then I think he dropped out of high school or, or or university for um for building this thing and I think it was the right move but <laughs> My God! Like he He's was one of the pioneers. Cool guy. Very fun very to talk cool to guy. Very Down
3: to earth. Really down yeah. to earth.
1: Exactly, and that's why it kind of this happens though. People get put in front of a camera and they're like, "I gotta get my words right," and so they read a script. And I just felt, uh, like I'm really excited for Onward on on Quest. I think all the FPSs as they're landing is going to be fantastic. Onward was great. It was the first game where I laid down with a machine gun, and mm. goddamn, that was good. I
0: you wonder know. if uh, <laughs> this will be like the resurgence of uh, you know Onward, you know, in the uh, sort of. Oh. Uh, esports space esports space exactly yeah yeah. because you know it was it was lacking last year at oculus connect but the year before that they had this amazing onward tournament that was sort Mm. of shown live with you know all the players on their own pedestals and with lighting live casters huge screens and live Mm. casters it was very exciting and it was amazing to watch even someone that isn't into esports you know I couldn't help but just be fascinated by the whole thing and I really (laughs) hope you know it kicks off that again you know there's a again, big player yeah, base yeah. and they're excited some, about it yeah. some good again, watching it, i think there's prone. a lot of
3: room for that because also if you see like what protube is doing with this kind of thing like you know the 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 combination of of those kind of games with modeler attachments and it, it kind of becomes like this like you know like formula one mm. like where they have like you know you need to have like the best kind of equipment you need to have the best kind yeah. of like team around you I, I think there's like a, a a part of 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 the VR esports that can go into that direction. I think that's that's really awesome. I'd love to know what the uh, the
0: original OG, you know, onward players on PC feel about this Quest version, or whether the Quest version will just you know inspire a whole new group of people to make their own teams. Uh, I really don't know whether that be yeah. cross-pollination. Well, I, right?
3: I think for a competitive player, you still want to have the edge of like having and a Valve yeah. Index, yeah. at that, that high that high frame rate, the bigger field of view. But uh, what I think is what the Oculus Quest will be able to do is bring a lot of more players to the virtual reality platform, mm-hmm. playing onward, and then say like, oh, so if I get a Valve Index, I get an even better experience or I'll be able to see those little dots in the distance mm-hmm. properly before they shoot me. Yeah, I yeah. think it will motivate the hardcore p- players from that uh, who haven't invested in virtual reality uh, yet who want to play those kind of games to get uh, something yeah. like I,
2: I think i think that will I, I think that will definitely kick off if there will be another shooter coming to uh the oculus quest platform because uh, onward is more the ser- serious version you know of, of, of shooters if we also then have a more arcadey one like uh contractors or Pavlov, um i think yeah. then it's complete because then you have to uh, you know, it's something for like, everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. This is what I was gonna say to people who don't know these titles, haven't played them yet, and are FPS nuts. Um, like Counter Strike is Pavlov, and Insurgency is Onward. So, That's like, if good, you're looking yeah. for a hardcore Arma. sim, Arma. Uh, I mean, Arma's Arma's milsim. It, it goes even further. <laughs> like, so I, I wouldn't call uh, it Arma just maybe, yet. maybe
2: America America's
1: Army. I want right to see there. Arma. I want to see Arma in VR. Trust me, that is on my like holiday list of please bring me Arma. But you know, vehicles and and giant maps and all that. We just don't have that yet. We don't have that tech no. in in, no, in, no. in VR good yet.
0: Su- good suggestions though. Good suggestions. Yeah, onward on quest. Thanks. Not sure when that's happening yet. We don't have any sort of release date yet, do we?
3: Um, no, I, I, I don't, I don't know that. It could be that they, that they set the release date, but I, I must have missed that.
0: Fair enough, no worries. Uh, what about you then, Jim? What are your little uh, two, two picks from the showcase? <laughs> well,
1: well what, what, one of them was originally going to be uh, the Walking Dead thing because I thought that, that was quite, um, quite controversial, and I decided yeah. <laughs> on that same quite theme crucial. to go with another controversial one, which is Blast On uh, mm. by Resolution Games, because mm-hmm. I, I. So this game, um, for those who Again, the name doesn't really lead on. Like, what is what is Blaston? It's essentially a one v one battler where you're you're two people standing on pads and using special weapons and shields uh, to take each other down. Um, this looks uh, it might look very familiar to some of you because E McNeil <laughs> brought out a game called Iron Lights just a couple of months ago, and some of even the mechanics, the headgear, look so surprisingly similar. Uh, I'm I'm not. Uh, you know, claiming that that resolution, who are a you know a well pedigreed uh, firm and have made many great VR games, ha- copied the idea. But that's what I was thinking when I saw the trailer. I thought, Jesus, this is just Iron Lights, but for space, and it mm-hmm. got me thinking. Uh, The other thing that might have happened in the background, I I suppose this probably didn't happen, but my brain likes to be a little bit silly, uh, was maybe E. McNeil reached out and said, hey, my sales aren't so great. Would you mind, you know, buying this framework and you guys can touch it up and release it as your own game later this year? That's also possible. (laughs) I would love to know what happened behind the scenes because these games look so similar in such a short period of time. Even some of the physics and the movement of the characters you know um yeah huge universal coincidence i suppose well i can i can actually
2: like bust that myth for you because uh, i went to resolution games last year mm. to um i think it was mainly because of uh, you know the, the acron game mm. and, yeah. uh, and and also you know the the, the cooking one um, but they they showed me this and they told me that they accidentally stumbled upon this after testing different mechanics, and they thought it would be fun to physically move around. So again, like they could still have, you now looked at it. But back then, the other game that you mentioned wasn't around. Wasn't publicly, uh, publicly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But it was more of a so sidestep that they. Uh, um, it's a bit like what, what uh, fast travel games did, you know, with the curious tale. It's like a side project because <sighs> yep. uh, this took, let's say, less time. Uh, in development than
1: than the other titles that they made because it's more of a a, a fun uh, extra. Um, To prototype it. But I wanted to ask you guys a question here. This is where I wanted to take a poll and why I wanted to bring this in. Was, like, do you see that at some stage 1v1 VR games are going to go viral? Like, I I feel like there's a real limiter here. It's like, bring a friend and play. (laughs) um, Or... If you're if you're alone, it's got to have some great I don't know matchmaking or something. It just feels like the second that other player decides to go away, you're again looking for a player. So it doesn't seem to lend itself Mm. to like sticking around. But even even in the pancake world,
2: how many how many one v one games are there that are mm -hmm. like super duper popular? Street Fighter. Yeah,
1: okay. But, <laughs> I but, think I just won that one. Okay. Okay. kind of, yeah. What we
0: can get, or what we know we're going to get from Resolution Games, is something that's very polished and very accessible. You know, with Akron, it was super, super easy to set up a game with friends and family who uh, yeah. were on mobile and you were in VR. So I've got high hopes for this being very similar. You know, very easy to get into, very accessible. Anyone can play. You're going to have simple. Mechanics, but that are hard, that easy to pick up but hard to master, and I think that's going to be the, the fun. Are thing we about not this game. Mortal Kombat I mean,
1: as well? Chris uh, Richardson says <laughs> Mortal Kombat, but like but we're I'm, not even there yet. Like I, I can imagine the time when in VR Chat or whatever, because they've got the foot trackers. You know, is there is there a Mortal Kombat in VR Chat that you know of? Uh, uh, no. Well, the I only thing that came so close no, was me uh,
0: holding a pulsating heart with the Dexmo gloves and feeling the the heartbeat in my oh. hands, and I <laughs> felt like it was that scene out of Kano's finishing move where. Rip someone's heart out of their chest, and mm-hmm. I could imagine that's what it would Once be
3: like. Once was uh, 1v1, <laughs> and that was actually quite popular in virtual reality. What was it? Once. Once. Oh, magic yeah. uh,
1: casting game.
3: Oh, um, it's another
1: one I, that I i don't know. I, I find like most spell casting games, and there was another one on upload that was shown uh, that was a spell casting game, and it's like, I just don't know. I've never found that fun. Yeah. Not one. Gaming
0: science teacher says uh, striking vipers. Not not to miss out on that one.
1: Yeah, that's in (laughs) VR. It's very good. See, if if VR chat's gonna have it, it's gonna be striking vipers. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was it. Blast that. I mean, I don't know. if, Does that excite any of you guys? Are you like, hey, I I like the look of it.
3: Yeah, I like. I played something similar on OC Five, I think, and I think you did as well, Sim. I played it against Viper. um, Where you also had like different kind of. I remember so. Yeah, but you were it?
1: traversing. I never, I never, yeah. the guy, I think, I'm not sure he released it on Steam or whatever. I, I lost the so. name of it. But it was awesome. It was like this game where you were hopping on platforms. It was like old school Ricochet from Valve, if you mm-hmm. remember Ricochet. And and it was one versus one. And you had, I think, a shield and, a, and different weapons. And you were trying yeah. to, but it was super competitive. Like, it was really yeah. good. Uh, I, I I'm surprised that hasn't landed because you guys were having a great time beating each other up. Yeah, I was waiting yeah. for one of you to punch Physically the other one as well. Sadly <laughs> exactly. oh, yeah. that didn't happen though. <laughs> <laughs> the video's gotta drop. We gotta drop that video at some point. Yeah. That was amazing. Nice. All right. Good suggestion. Yeah. Any more? Yeah, one more. Uh I'm really excited for this because you guys know I like I like my games tough. Um and this game is tough as nails. So In Death uh is is coming to the quest. And again, as games are porting over the quest, this is In Death Unchained uh that was shown again during the the um uh summer special that upload have done in death is a is essentially an archery game and for anyone who's dealt with archery games on a wire, you know why going to quest just makes sense because you got that full full freedom and you don't feel like you're restrained and pulled out of uh the engagement but the best thing about this is again for fans of things like dread halls and that there's a fair amount of um uh, procedural horror hmm. to to in death like it's it's a difficult game there's some pretty naughty looking uh, bad guys and this is a proper um this is a pro- proper roguelike game so you if, when you die that's it you're dead you can unlock some achievements it's not roguelike it doesn't make the game any easier but you do get to learn and I've progressed through I think three or four different levels I've, I've played it for maybe like two hours without dying. And I I really find it a a very fun title. So it's coming to Quest. I I can't wait. I'd I'd love to play this for hours. One question about in
0: death because I played it when it first came out and I felt that the procedural element lacked enough variety to make it interesting in between deaths. Have they added more to the game to make it more interesting?
1: So the the procedurality, if that's a word. Um, yeah. Varies more. I feel it branches more as you progress. Okay. So unless, if you're playing it for half an hour, you're gonna see the same cathedral and elements as you go through.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I haven't played it in about a year, so I'm not gonna be fully yeah. reflective of what's out there today. But if you play yeah. it on Rift or Vive or something, or, or, or at the moment on on Steam, uh, I think you'll be getting the kind of same feeling of this because it's got a, a subtext name. It's not just the same game being ported. It seems like they're going to cut some things out and maybe make some changes. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, Robo Recall did that and they had the same full game in, but then they added the tag. So is it going to be the same game, just ported to Quest? Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of like, I
0: wasn't that hot on the uh, original game. So uh, I'll definitely jump in again and give it another go uh, because obviously, you know, it could have changed a lot. It's been a, a year, maybe even two, since it originally came out. So it'll yeah, be interesting to see cool. how they handle it on Quest for sure. But uh, yeah, solid recommendation. One thing that they didn't announce during the uh, Upload VR Summer Showcase was uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, which I know was a very popular game in the chat <laughs> if you were watching it live. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted was something that everyone was asking for, which was quite surprising to see actually. but. Uh, to show that there's such a dedicated fan base behind the game. You mean
1: uh, Five Nights at Freddy's on Quest, like landing on Quest. Yeah, yeah help wanted already, yeah, on Quest. Yeah, yeah, because it's on PSVR, it's on yeah. PC. Yeah,
0: and they said it is coming to Quest. It's just a question of when. And I think a lot of people were anticipating that they were going to announce that
1: during yeah. the showcase, but
2: Facebook holds the scoop, and no one is going to get it. So uh, we got to yeah. wait it out. There you go. Again,
1: this is this is like one of those things where you see a, an odd like. <laughs> hive mind response to yeah. a single title. It's just very odd. I saw lots of people downvoting as a result of that as well. And what well, I just don't get it. It's fana- I mean, FNAF is good, but it's not great. Well, for for, for the developer, it's
2: awesome because uh, you know, Steel Wolf Studios has always been kind of like an underdog in a way, not like super famous. Yeah. Uh but now with with them, you know, working on this. Like, if you look at their Twitter uh, account, for example, they have so many followers. It's it like and everything they tweet, they get like, it's a bit like a Beat Saber effect of, whoa, uh, a, VR game get, a VR game can have so many, you know, retweets and likes and, and mm. comments and stuff. And yeah, so for them, it's like, you know, everyone loves them because they are bringing their beloved title to VR. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's great. I'm sure we won't have to wait too long. It's been in development for a while now. So fingers crossed yeah. anyway. Uh, but the two games that stood out for me uh, during the showcase were Solaris and the Vertigo remaster. So uh, Solaris is made by the same team uh, at First Contact Entertainment that made Firewall Zero Hour, which was really solid uh, shooter on PSVR. Um, Solaris is going to be a 4v4 futuristic sci-fi arena shooter where you kind of step into the role of an, an Athlon, which is like a kind of an elite uh, VR athlete so you're in VR in VR so it's kind of a bit inception in that way um, but the game will feature a sort of like really fast uh, past fast paced gameplay uh, with combat and sprinting and sliding around the arena and weapon and equipment pickups scattered throughout the map so you kind of got to dash to the you know the best weapon that you know is like in a certain I, 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 I area or,
1: sounds yeah, like quake God, like <laughs> yeah
0: like quake or something like that Um, But I think the gameplay mode that they're launching with is kind of like a hold the point uh, game mode, like rather than a straight up death match. They haven't announced that yet. So it looks like it's just going to be this control point game mode where, you know, players have got to rush to this control point or multiple control points around the map and uh, pick up weapons along the way. Because I think everyone starts off with a loadout with a pistol and then you just you know, rush to yeah. the weapons that you know are going to be dotted around. Unless they move them around procedurally, who knows? I, I,
2: I, I, I'm, I'm very interested in this game, but the trailer just didn't really grip me that much. I don't know why, but... It, yeah, maybe, I know what you mean. Maybe. It didn't really
0: show us exactly what we what to expect from the game, I don't think. It
1: wasn't enough... Um, like, I would have liked to see a gameplay trailer land after this kind of teaser mm. that was like a minute of gameplay. Yeah. Or two minutes of gameplay. Like, straight through... Well, just push. like... Um, just show like me what a, I'm like doing, a, you know.
3: Like what they do, like a like a voiceover explaining the mode, mm. you know, like uh, from like the oh, yeah. just like highlights from the mode, just so you get an idea of like
1: what one round looks like, like mm. what that Star Wars nice. Squadron did so freaking well. Uh, they yeah, explained yeah, their game exactly. modes so well, like with that lovely voiceover and stuff. I thought that yeah. was a yeah. great model. They um, could have got but,
0: Papa Frank to do it. He would have done it. You know, he would have told uh, everyone what it's all about.
1: I would. I would have taken his voice in that. I like. his yeah. I like his voice for that. Um. But I, I was pretty disappointed in that one actually. Like I'm, su- you know, I'm a huge fan of Firewall. Huge fan. And this is stepping it a little bit more into the arcadey spectrum, mm-hmm. where I was hoping that we get a kind of like a space version of Firewall. Yes. And this is looking a lot like. A lot of other VR games that are spacey with guns with combat multiplayer. So I'm looking for the point of differentiation here, and I'm Mm. saying first con. Now again, another dev team that has proven they know what a good game model is, how to keep it going, how to keep it fresh. I just want to see more to uh, my appetite. Maybe
2: maybe maybe this is just like maybe this is just an uh, an an extra thing they have been working on. They they must be working on something. Next to this, that's how I felt after watching this. It's like this must not be their main project. This is this is fun, quest, but...
1: right? I mean, this is the quest build of their project, which is going to land on PC as well. I understand.
0: Yeah, so the Quest version and Oculus Rift version are launching on the twenty seventh of August, and then it'll be coming later okay. to PSVR.
1: Okay, it's just that, okay. that it's a
2: very you know PlayStation focused company for a part. Mm. Um, so I I feel like there is some more going on next to Solaris, something that is
1: something way else? more next level. Could also be just a pancake game they're working on, who knows, I but... I also um, wonder, like, guys, I mean, is, is maybe it's a, an expectation setting thing, but when you're dropping uh, a, a visually uh, impressive version of your game, like what Phantom does, right? You've got the desktop version, you mm. got the Quest version. Why are you showing the Quest version? Okay, maybe it's going to sell more units <laughs> and, and all that, but... I, I kind of feel like as long as it's clear that you're showing yeah. the desktop version, show yeah. it off because and when then you're, just when say you're at in the end, quest, also
3: come into quest. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: when you're when you're in the, you know, you're selling. This is marketing. Don't show us the low-fi version. Show us the high-fi version, and then mm. you know, explain. Yeah, no. and, and if you have to even clip to show what it looks like, yeah. fine, do that. But I think you know, I I don't get this. I don't get why devs are doing that. Maybe marketers know better than me. But I think show no, them the no, flashier one. No, I
2: think you're right.
0: But I think um, I do think it's an interesting title, but um, I do think it's going to be interesting if Hyper Dash launches on the official store around a similar time. Because, you know, having played mm. Hyperdash, you know, uh, a lot again recently, I really love that game. Like it's so fast paced. It's so much fun. Like grinding along those rails is brilliant. You've got these after lobbies where you can celebrate with your friends. Uh, the matchmaking boy. is really good
2: but we're talking about First Contact versus a very small indie developer uh, and, and First Contact is very good at marketing in general maybe not with this trailer but they have a lot of leverage and a lot of experience to keep people coming back because then it will be a wire between who brings, the, uh, brings new content who advertises mm. outside of the game you've uh, got to remember so... that
0: um, Hyperdash already have an established community because of the side quest community you know, and... yeah,
2: but, but money makes the world go round Mike well, it'll be
0: interesting, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what happens between the two, especially if HyperDash releases at the same time or similar time, because I know that they are uh, got a green light for uh, official Oculus Store, it's just a question of when. So. I think it's a
1: really interesting point. And also, I, I want to see if they bring the kind of the, the, the repeated DLC approach to Quest and PC platform. it mm. be very interesting, because if, if they're doing that, how are they going to nestle potentially paid content? into a game like this. I mean, I, I play games like uh, Quake Champions and stuff like that where, you know, you've got that yeah. and you've got, unfortunately, loot boxes like, and stuff like that. But I, I just wonder, is, is it going to be received with welcome arms? The PlayStation community is kind of accustomed to that stuff, whereas I feel like it's a little bit more of a toxic response on on, on PC. I think people ex- have this kind of expectation of more free. Mm. Yeah, I really don't we know. We do have a good
3: question from the from on. the chat, though. Uh, we have uh, Hussein X asking us, uh, how can LoFi ever show a Hi-Fi version? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think,
3: you know, I'm really interested in
0: LoFi. fi I really like the aesthetic of the game, but I feel like they've been showing a lot of the same stuff that we've seen over the last yeah. year or two. And I think it really needs to show something uh, different. More um, yeah or, so
2: but that, that's again like marketing thing i like if blair is the only one steering the yeah. ship then uh you know um uh, yeah that's... i haven't seen the uh the interview with tested yet
0: so i know they did an interview with uh, norm from tested this week uh, so maybe they show some more gameplay there i'm gonna check it out but
2: <laughs> it's like i feel like I, like uh, of course that's true like every <laughs> dev studio needs like a marketing guy who tells them like listen you know you work on the game have fun but I make
1: sure this game sells, okay, on the store and people buy it. So the only <laughs> thing about Lo-Fi uh, similar to Technolust, Blair's previous oh, game, um, Lust, yes, is that one of the things I didn't like about the demo, and actually Technolust originally, was that it seemed to leverage a lot on male audience, here's a pretty lady in a chair who looks really cyberpunk. And I saw that again, like the second you got into the, the newer alpha demo, it was like, you know two hot chicks is what you're great greeted with and I, I would prefer um a little bit more of a blade runner style where that doesn't have to be pushed in your face i would like something that's a little bit less overt and um i would rather wait to see the final product like this is one of those ones where longer skirt is better than shorter skirt yeah. for me and i would like rather step into that environment having mm. not seen all the assets having not seen the whole world i, I want to experience that i don't want to spoiled for me in the trailer necessarily so
0: yeah i am excited i, I like the aesthetic but that's yeah. the only thing that's drawing me in right now uh, i want to see more gameplay yeah. um so the, the the last one that i want to highlight is uh the vertigo remaster now um this is going to be on pcvr uh on steam and it's going to be a complete remaster of the original vertigo game which launched back in 2016 by uh, Zubaloo, uh productions uh and basically Zubo. Zubaloo? Is that how you pronounce it?
3: Zubadubo? No, I think it's Zulubo. Zulubo. Zulubo? Yeah, with an L. Zulubo. Yeah. Zulubo. Zulubo. There you go. Zulubo. Who's two? I missed this game the first
0: time round. I didn't I didn't play uh, Vertigo ever. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, you guys so have you're, played you're this one. You're not getting shame, a free update. Shame then. on
1: you. Shame all on I me. All I got to tell you is I know you're a dog lover, but you're going to love the cat.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's
1: all I'm going to say. But you guys really enjoyed this one, I take it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. game it's, put me onto this one, and I'll tell you the thing that actually surprised yeah. me about this game. It's funny. You go into games, and you're like, something is going to be amazing. It was the door immersion, the door immersion, <laughs> oh, <God>. like <laughs> stepping through an actual doorway mm. in, in in a six star space in a big room was like, this feels great. This is. It was like um, uh, unseen diplomacy. Again, oh yeah, it was amazing. Okay. So great recommendation from Nathan. I haven't played lots of it. I have played like maybe two hours or something. So I'm gonna play the remaster too. I think this was one of the first games where you got
2: to kind of experience what it's like to be using your room skill environment and be, for example what we have seen in budget cuts where you look through you know a, a hole in the you know or climbing through uh, the elevator through the stair like case on the top and, and 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 you know crawl through vents and stuff like that really using vr in a way we had not seen before um, and i think it still holds up very well but yeah as you said it's it's like a hidden gem i think most people did not play this or kind of identify this like another uh, random indie title. Uh, but this is like this is like a proper game, man. This is a proper and, game. And fantastic <laughs> game design. Oh. Like the levels, <laughs> they look, look brilliant.
0: Yeah. And like like I said, because I missed it out on the first time round, and they're using uh, the assets from the sequel that they're currently developing right now and remastered the whole game so it's got updated graphics it's got like better physics it's got more interactive interactivity in the game so yeah definitely looking forward to checking this one out and the really cool thing is that if you bought the original game you get the remaster for free nice uh, Uh, or if
3: you're a higher dimensional entity you'll get it
2: too oh there you go (laughs) in in
0: july so you don't even have to wait that long but
2: it, it, it is in part to play the first one because it's very heavy like it has a story that is you know like a, a big part of the whole uh, game and and I feel like if you play the second one then you're kind of like you you're know missing out fun, a little bit. but yeah it's it's more enjoyable if you play the first two yeah uh,
1: fair enough and, and and a quick shout from me actually on this one if you haven't already downloaded the vertigo 2 demo it's one of the best like prior to Half-Life Alex playing that was amazing because yeah. it's got comedy great animations inventive weapons and it it actually plays longer than a lot of vr games that you'll pay for so go it's free go it's freaking get demo. the vertigo 2 demo if you haven't
0: there you go yeah, yeah. so that is uh, our highlights from the upload Whoa. vr summer showcase um some solid titles there to look forward to coming in the future bit disappointed that squadrons wasn't involved in that sort of showcase because it got announced the day before they could have squeezed it yeah. in somewhere and also uh, Project Cars as well because I think that's going to be an interesting title coming soon yeah. do you mean oh, they indeed. should have rolled it
1: into the showcase yeah at or... some point
0: at somewhere, you know like just yeah. show the trailer at the pre-roll or somewhere at the beginning like an honorable mention uh, because obviously it's, it's a huge game for, for virtual reality
2: well, yeah. you, you can just see that, that Oculus, again, like, dominates the market for a big part. They have all the, like, if they had, for example, a launch date for Lone Echo 2, or they had some more info on Medal of Honor, or uh, Project 4, a.k.a. A Boneworks for Quest, that could have been, you know, spicing up this showcase a bit more, but... Um, Oculus can like keep that to themselves for, for Oculus well, Connect, yeah. Well, I think that would have yeah. been a possibility last week because last week was E3, uh, officially. Um, and I think uh, Oculus would have then showed off some of these titles there and also given a launch date. But I think they kind of were holding it off and now they just do it at Connect. So mm. I feel like well, you can't do a showcase without working together with Facebook, uh, uh, I think. Fair <laughs> enough. For some scoops, for some good scoops. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, <laughs> this good we... point. Really interesting point in chat here, and I'm curious if someone can check this. Uh, Hussein is saying uh, you can no longer buy original Vertigo.
0: That's right. That's correct. They've removed it from the store because otherwise you would have been able to pick it up super cheap and get the uh, remaster for free.
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) they're, they're, They're wise
0: to your devious ways, so... I was like, idea.
1: why would you... Because I would want the original... Because like, sometimes you want to go back and play the thing as it originally looked, you know? They might have an original
0: so, mode or somewhere embedded in the game, maybe the original version of it. Maybe. They, better. they better.
2: By the way, talking about another E3 classic that has never come out uh, is uh, Blunt Force. Uh, that mm. one had also a demo available, and I think Mike is the one who played it. I, I watched uh, like a gameplay of it a couple of weeks ago, and I already told the developers, like, this looks... Really rough and a bit dated, because uh, they are the developers behind uh, Summer Funland, also known as G2A
1: Land back in the days. Not good. (laughs) Yeah, not not good. Do Do you play this as well, Zim? I've, I've played the Summer Funland, and no. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, if you play any, like, coaster sim or anything that's halfway yeah. decent, it's better than Summer Funland. And then they charged, they had the, they had the uh, I want to say the viscosity, that's not the right word, uh, to charge, the audacity to charge for it. Uh, it was not good. But you didn't try Force. It. I
0: didn't try Born Force. What was it? Can you explain it? Yeah, so basically, it's from the same developers. Uh, It actually featured in one of my most anticipated VR games list once uh, a while ago, maybe a year ago. 84 84 years ago? 84 years ago, because the the trailer they did was amazing looking. Like, it made the game look so incredible. Based in World War II, you know, it's got this kind of time traveling element to it where you flip between the future and the past. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. got some gunplay in it. It looked really nice. I played the demo this week because they dropped it very silently, in fact, on Steam, and it was just so rough. It played really bad on the uh, the Valve Index because all the controls were tied to Oculus Touch controllers. Um, uh, so I couldn't grip anything properly. Everything just felt muddy. Um, you know, you had to duck behind cover, and it was all... It was just really bad. Like, it was really bad. I, it's it's not very often I think, oh, God, this is, like, proper terrible, but it was proper terrible. Um, and huh. as quick, you know, completely done me a 180 on my excitement for this game, put it that way.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, just in case people are wondering, PDs inform me in chat as well. The original Vertigo demo is available. So you can actually get two demos you can go and grab. But yeah, Blunt Force, we'll stay away from that one then.
0: Yeah, avoid that one.
1: So that is um, the uh,
0: VR Summer Showcase. So now it's time to hand it over to Zim for what you can play next week, you know, because obviously all these games are coming in the future. <sighs> Well, what we got lined up for next week, Zem? Tell us.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, loads of stuff. Um, <laughs> actually, again, like it's funny because the first two entries, uh, or sorry, two of my entries on the list, and I've got four to talk you through this uh, this week, uh, are early access titles. So um, that's another thing. I mean, are we talked about microtransactions Uh-oh. earlier. Uh-oh. Early, early access. access. Uh oh. <laughs> Not that It's not that spicy, but... First one's Panther. Okay, so you guys have played a, a kind of an early build of this, as have I. Um, but, but even the developer has commented in the Steam profile, Panther, which is a single-player stealth action sandbox game, uh, they've co- quoted it as very early access, and they're part very of the early, early access program. Uh, it's $20. It's uh, 16 pounds by Wolfdog Interactive and dropped on the 16th of June. So this one's already available if you want it. Uh, this is one of those games where... Kind of like Rainbow Six, um, you're able to go in and plan a heist and steal, you know, old artifacts and stuff like that. Um, there's a variety of environments, kind of from warehouses to office spaces, uh, and you're going up against AI. So it's mm-hmm. a single-player experience, um, and you can go in, like, you know, guns blazing, or you can actually um, <laughs> do it stealthily like you're supposed to. And I would say, you know, contrast it against, like, or 1. Um, I really think that the things that stand out are the engine and the, the way the characters look, uh, the art style, which is almost borderline cartoonish, uh, to get, while still remaining kind of a serious look. Um, there's some humor in there that isn't there, I would say, in Aspire. And although I'm a fan of Aspire, I've also liked my time in Panther. So I'm, I'm keen to see what they've come out with. I wonder mm. how far they've gotten now that they're marking it as very early access. Um, but it's out there if you're interested in another, um, you know, another uh, stealth action game. So have any it of you guys played it since it dropped?
0: No. Yeah. I played the uh, the original demo and I covered it on the channel and I thought yeah. it was pretty fun. Um, yeah. yeah. But next week, I think there's uh, another stealth action game that I think people are going to be more interested in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got a premonition there that we might just have to unveil here in a couple of jumps. Rowdy, you wanted to say something?
3: No, I, I said that I also played the original demo, and I, I really liked that one. Oh, cool. Um also because of like you said like there's a, an element of humor in there that i think is really well done yeah um and you can play it in a different different kind of styles like you can play it very rowdy too
1: yeah exactly i, w- I was always really stealth but you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of i don't know if you guys have played this uh, no one lives forever uh, mm. one and two an old uh an old um 2d game it was very much like austin powers um and it had loads of good comedy oh. and voice acting yeah mm. So uh, I think that the aesthetic and the humor is something that they should, as they're developing the title out, bank on because it's their it's their unique selling point. Um, the next one, this one I'm doing for uh, it should be déjà vu for Captain Nathy. and I, I, I wonder if he uh, I wonder if he knows about this title. So this is Britannic, patroness of the Mediterranean. Yes. You know about this? Yeah, I know about this, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because it's probably from the same studio who uh, he is, went yeah. on a, a famous tour on in that million-plus video of the Titanic. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the HMS uh, Britannic was the third ship in the Olympic-class trio like her older sister, the Titanic, and equally was cheated of a promising career. Uh, the ship has never been properly recreated before, so... Um, no one's seen her in this state since she sailed in the mediterranean it's a virtual museum like experience where the user can explore the ship at their own pace discover details about the story architecture and contributions uh before poor ship got hit by a mine uh and sank so you actually get to go through that sinking process which for anyone who's ever played like a microsoft flight sim game and tried to crash and it like stops your plane just before hitting the ground that's always very frustrating bit of blue balls there so for this one, I'm really glad that they allow you to do the proper museum tour and then mm. go under. And and you can actually get on one of the lifeboats and escape. Uh, there's oh. about a two or three minute um, kind of trailer online that you can see. I didn't run the whole thing because it's, it's it's super long. Um, but it's quite an exciting thing for me. So, Nathie, you are clearly captain of the Titanic <laughs> from before. Uh, are you excited for something like this one or have you done enough?
2: Um, I, I like honestly, I don't know much about this ship. I, I, I am aware of the fact that it once sunk and that you know some some stuff happened. Um, but yeah, I am curious because, dude, like these guys, like uh, visual wise, it always looks so realistic. It's yeah. insane. I don't know if my computer will run this uh, even in VR because even the Titanic Honor and Glory demo uh, now yeah. is still not runnable in VR so I don't know I don't know uh, how that's gonna go and I also don't know uh, what they implemented in terms of movement because uh, you know uh, trying the original I had to constantly like teleport it was super slow although that one is having a free demo as well or still has Mm. where you actually have a story you know you arrive as a passenger to the Titanic
1: early on when they're still working on it it's kind of cool so yeah where you you like you unearth relics and then you like open a, a case and or is that a different game altogether? I'm wondering if I'm no, confusing it's, it. it. It's the Titanic Honor and Glory Demo 2. I think that's
2: what it's called. If you look it that's up, true. you can find it. Uh, I still think that the VR part on that is pretty rough, but you can get an idea of what it looks like. Do mm-hmm. um, you, you have the other one that is called... I think that's the one you're referring to. It's Fall of the Titanic. Fall oh, of the Titanic. The one where you this can go down v- in a rover. The one, the one where... Yeah, the one that that was just so bad but so funny
1: when I look back at it now. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely kind of rough around the edges, but I like it. <laughs> rough around the edges. Rough around the edges. So this one dropped on the nineteenth of June. That's Britannic, patroness of the Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Do okay. not ask me what a patroness is. I don't fucking know. know. And it's fifteen dollars or about twelve pounds. Okay. There you go. Wow. That's that one. Next, okay, so this one, we're, we're really hopping categories this week. Sometimes we get stuck with, like, four different shooters, but very different categories. Rinlo is the next one that I'm, I want to show you guys. Oh. So Rinlo is an action, um, action-packed VR adventure where you explore a steampunk uh, steampunk dystopia through world exploration, puzzle solving, and combat. And because of that, to me, it looks like a bit like a Swiss Army knife VR game. You're kind of doing puzzle stuff, you're doing combat, you're doing exploration... Um, not many games do that. So this is coming, again, this is the other Early Access title, but there is a free demo available for the next uh, for the next two days. So if you're catching this, this is the 20th, catch the free demo if you want to check out Rinlo. Um, and the story behind this one is you're supposed to join Agatha as she embarks on a journey of a lifetime after her, I think, dad leaves a note and she learns a little bit more about what she's doing. So you guide her as she defeats enemies using her creative skills Uh, and crafts weapons, distractive devices, and solves fascinating puzzles. So of course, because the word puzzle popped up, uh, you know, immediately I'm thinking about Mike uh, for this one. But again, it it reminded me of of kind of other puzzle games, but with a lot more, um, uh, maybe a little bit more depth, because some of the puzzles Mm -hmm. that you're doing have kind of uh, interaction that pops up in high level of detail, kind of like if anyone's ever played, um, I'm trying to remember the Surgeon game, uh, the surgeon board game where the guy's eyes lights up and makes a buzzing sound operation o- operation uh, mm-hmm. a bit like that that's what it reminded me in terms of the visuals so you know how we call that in uh, in Dutch how do you call it Dr. Bibber. <laughs> dr <laughs> bibber well
2: funny enough and like the, the I, I
3: means means uh, like shaking in dutch Do, Bieber, right <laughs> i'm correct right
2: yeah yeah well, like the funny part is i played this game and i was thinking <laughs> about dr bibber while i was doing this one puzzle dr bibber uh, so oh, that's so why i'm like uh,
3: there's baby like, like Biber Biber Bibi. means like shaking uh, doctor um,
2: shakes a lot yeah but, but um it. like i hate to say it because i love third person vr games but this was really rough Oh, you uh, played the demo? Maybe, did maybe play, no, no. no I played play the, the game. I got uh, yeah, the game itself. Um, the voice acting was, let's say, okay. I thought the story was yeah, kind of interesting, but it it was, um, as you said, it's early access. So I mean, that's definitely what it reflects. But um, just imagine like you have this little character that you control with your hands, um, and um, you, you can see an overview of where it's walking around. But then at a certain point um the view switches and then you're like oh, but where did the, oh there's the character so the angles that they went for it's kind of like oh where did my character go you know so it's it's very strange where it dips to black goes to another spot but when you then go back with the character it also the camera also goes back again and then when you do a puzzle um it's not like it's let's say the the, the little character that you see running around for example you find a Puzzle that is hidden inside a clock or something. Uh, but that's just what I'm making up right now, but just to give you an example. So then you switch to her view, and then suddenly you have you did this giant arm's hand, but you're in a total different world with this uh, rendered puzzle in in the middle, and you have to solve it. But uh, I don't know. It, it was very like when you play platformers, mm-hmm. you're constantly trying to jump onto everything. But this was really oh, I can only hold here, and I can't like in Tomb Raider, for example, like jump off the wall. It was all very. Like, compartmentalized. Yeah, very. um But again, I mean, this is like an indie developer who's trying to, you know, set food. How long on ago did the, you play it? I played for about an hour, Um but How I. How long uh, ago?
1: When? Did I think play? a week, a week ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ago. so It yeah, drops exactly um,
2: I was planning to cover it on my channel uh, because yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting but in the end I decided not to uh, that's fair enough yeah, no. yeah. and yeah. it's worth
0: noting that you know a lot of these demos are available on Steam right now during the summer, this summer event you know these free Correct. demos so um, yeah, you know, it's pancake games a a as well so if there's the games you want to go and check them out go and Go and do it now before they get pulled from the store. Yeah. I don't know if they oh, are b- pulling yeah. them or not.
1: Before I move on, then, if anyone has a... Because I know I have one. Anyone have any recommendations for the for the demo? One each, if you've got one? Um, Only pancake ones.
0: <laughs> that's fine. Go ahead. Oh, Rift Breakers. What is that? What do you do in it? Uh, it's top-down, isometric. Uh, you play a girl in a, a huge mech suit, which looks badass. Uh, you build a base on an alien planet, gather resources. kind of a mix between, like... Uh, Command and Conquer and something real-time like a, like, like a Diablo or something like that, but with a so sci-fi theme. Really Diablo,
1: cool. Mac Warrior, you like, I, uh, you lost me in the category, but it sounds bad. What was the name again? Rift Breakers. Rift or Rift? Rift, Rift Breakers. It sounds very yeah. familiar. Yeah. yeah, it's something cool. that has been around for a while. Okay, well, I'm going to give one. I'm going to say Carrion, because Carrion, if you've ever wanted to be a badass alien and, and kill people, then Carrion is it. <laughs> Evil it's awesome. Carrion, CAR like carrion, like carrion feeder. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nathan you already got anything to spot or shall I move no, on?
2: No,
0: no really. No.
1: Um, I played one demo that is called Genesis
2: Noir and mm-hmm. it's 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 all about the the audio experience where you use your your mouse to to interact with you start in the galaxy with this with this man in a suit that dances with his jazz, uh, you know, um, with his uh, what is it called a saxophone? Uh, saxophone, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, it's 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 very artistic, where it's about you know the busy life, but then enjoying music and then getting to meet other people who also like to make music. And then yeah. it's very uh, yeah, I can totally recommend it. It's, it sounds so trippy when I say this, but seriously, <laughs> look up Genesis Noir. I, I was just—I looked at as like hmm, okay, let's just try this. It was super chill, really nice. I think Zim would totally like it. Yeah,
1: well. I, I immediately—I'm going to take you up on that. So thank you very much, guys. That was really cool. Uh, I'll just spot a couple of a uh, couple of other things before we close out. So um, next one, don't be a hater. <laughs> uh this one is uh, i'm saying that's a that's a because david hater was on the podcast showing off his uh, voice for phantom covert ops so phantom covert ops uh, you're stuck in a kayak which uh, might sound limiting but it really isn't and um i love the visuals on this one there's some really cinematic experiences you are an elite and deadly covert operative didn't you know um and so with a single night to prevent an all-out war uh, you are dispatched into a remote, hostile wetland in your tactical kayak, and um, you have to engage your targets lethally uh, or infiltrate unnoticed. So again, a bit like Panther, what we were talking about before, you can decide to go a bit heavy, or like Rowdy would, uh, or you can you can take it as you like. You know, you can go ahead and paddle your way through some uh, brush and pass some guards. Um, you're, this game has a cool a couple of cool features. Six to eight hours of gameplay, uh, various game modes and unlockables, and it's cross-buy supported. So on Rift and Quest, this is landing on the twenty-fifth of June from our friends at End Dreams, uh, and it's thirty dollars, twenty-three pounds. Phantom Covert Ops. You guys excited for this yeah. one?
3: Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, I, I liked the demo. I played it on, on on the Quest not that long ago. Uh, it was like a like a media demo. Um, and I, I liked it on there. That was in a very early stage still that they that they had that demo. Uh so I, I'm really excited about the full game for this one. Uh, being limited in the can in, in in the, in the canoe canoe? Was it canoe? Kayak. No?
1: kayak. <laughs> uh, is it cano- a kayak? Kayak, cano- yeah. The kayak oh, okay. is the one that's pointed at the front of canoe is a rounded bow. That's kind of the difference between okay, like an so alligator it's, it's and a, a crocodile. Kayak. Okay. Yeah.
3: So being limited in that is it's really not that limiting at all since the amount of stuff you get to do um, hmm. uh on the water i think I, it's amazing
1: i like the push-offs in it that's that's like like the fact that you can take a kayak and push yourself off the wall um those those physics are, are nice i like that yeah but, um, the other cool the whole feature kind of, of silent kill is is fun
0: the other cool feature of this game is that it's got cross save support so you can play it on rift and then take <gasps> it on the go with quest and you can carry on where you left off which is really new and we haven't seen that in wow. many uh, quest mm-hmm. games so it's one of the first to mm-hmm. introduce that feature which is really neat
1: that's really nice. So it's, a, it's some form of a cloud save then where, yep. where you're picking up where you left off. That's yep. that's cool. Yeah, we're going to be that's... talking about it
0: next week, of course. Um, I'd imagine most of us are going to be playing it
1: this week. So we can tell yeah. you all about it next week. Sounds good. Sounds mm. good. So that was the last of the, the big ones. I wanted to give a couple of mentions, the things that are dropping uh, that you might be interested in, but I uh, didn't want to cover in full. Uh, and in the background, I'll, I'll run one of the two trailers that I'm going to talk about. Um, so Trover has landed. Trover says the universe has landed on Quest. Um, go watch the trailer with the audio because as usual, it's totally fecked up. Um, and it's just one of those pieces of comedy that you <laughs> it says Hail Satan on the screen. Uh, you, need, you need to go watch this thing. Uh, if you haven't played Trover, uh, 80 is a potty mouth game. It's, gonna, it's an adventure. And it's not probably what you expect. If you like Rick and Morty, uh, yeah. You probably love Trover, you know. It's, I, it's I that completed simple. this
0: game; I loved it. Um, but it's one of those games that I would probably never be able to show on the channel because there's so many, so much swearing involved and everything
2: else. Well, aren't there two versions of it where one is, uh, yeah, the, the boring y- version? But <laughs> if you want to play, you yeah, want to
0: play like the proper version because obviously yeah, it's like uh, Justin Roiland, you know.
1: But I, I really enjoyed right. it, and I'm glad that it's coming to Quest, and players are going to be able to experience it on Quest as well exactly and uh it's just one of those exciting games uh, the last thing i wanted to mention because some people are you know we uh quote unquote missed it in one of our, our our mentions before so mini motor racing x is finally coming to steam uh 24th of june so if you are into racing that is the game that has upset my stomach more than any other in the last <laughs> two years playing it with gt and a few of his mates um yeah. So good Whoa. luck. Yeah, we were talking so, about you know the vomit comet earlier. Uh, if you really want to get yourself ready for X wings, <laughs> oh maybe God. Mini Motor Racing is the one for you. But wow. that, that is a Quest part coming to
2: Steam, right? Because I think it's been built from the ground up for like mobile, and then now it's coming to PC. It
1: looks pretty sharp. It looks PC level visuals from what I could see. It did okay. not look like an upscaled okay. Quest port. So okay. although it's being ported, um, yeah, it okay. looks good. Looks good. So nice. That's the nice. releases for this week. So go uh, go pick those up. Just to recap: Panther VR, Britannic, patroness of the Mediterranean, Rinlow, Phantom, Covert Ops. There you go. Oh,
2: wow. If we did not have Star Wars Squadrons, I don't know what would have happened this week. <laughs> well, that was the big one. That was, of
0: course, the big news there. Like, I'm super hyped for that. Um, but yeah, Phantom is a, is going to be a good one to check out next week as well. So I'm also very excited about that. Uh, But we're going to be talking about Phantom uh, on next week's show, what we think about the game. And we're also going to be talking about Catwalk VR. Uh, They're announcing their new treadmill, which has also got a Kickstarter campaign that launches tomorrow. Nathie had hands-on experience uh, with that in China. So
2: I didn't walk with my hands on this thing. Feet-on
0: experience? (laughs) 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 I know I did with my hands. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So we're going to be talking about that on next week's show, so make sure you (laughs) stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm just going to go over the uh, the show times again, just as a reminder. It's a weekly vr ar and mr talk show live streamed every saturday on youtube uh, and on twitch you can also catch the show live in vr uh, using big screen tv which is totally awesome the show goes live at 7 p.m in europe 6 p.m in the uk and 12 midday in central us also check out the audio version which rowdy does a lot of hard work to make sound beautiful for your ears and that's available on itunes soundcloud and spotify and make sure you hit the like button right now and subscribe to the channel for all our future shows. Yeah,
2: because because you know when I, every time at the end of the show I see the you know the like count going up, it's almost like only the end is is fun and like. But I want to see more <laughs> likes, you know, at so, the start and the middle. I want to see more likes. So
0: we need to do this at the beginning. Is that what you're saying? Like everyone needs to hit the like button, otherwise the show doesn't go on. No, no, we're
1: like hey, twenty <laughs> likes or uh, I don't know fifty <laughs> likes. We're not going live. I want to. I want to. I want to do a. Uh, I, I want to do a uh, particular social experiment here. Upvote if you like Nathy's mustache. Downvote if you don't. Peace <laughs> oh, this like, like negative
0: negative numbers now. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show, uh, and uh, of course we'll be back next week. So until then, have a have a safe week. Have a great week in VR. Enjoy Phantom, and uh, we'll see you next week on the show. So until then, bye bye for now. See you later.